Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 13 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 13th episode of Talk Direction. And this is finally the episode after we saw uh, the One Direction concert. So we're really freaking excited to talk about it. (laughs) Because that was just like the best day of our lives, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. uh, We're we're trying to do this like in a really comprehensive way so that it like gives people the experience of being at the concert even if they weren't Um, because we know concert tickets are hella expensive and it is very hard to go and also if you don't live near somewhere a concert is you know so we're trying to provide you know a concert experience um so that's partially the reason why it's a little bit late this week Um, But also we're just trying to sort out when we're actually going to be recording to get on like a good schedule because both of us are like starting out our classes and trying to see like when's a good time to record every week. So um, we're just figuring that all out. So thank you for bearing with us. Yes, thank you so much. Everyone's been really super kind to us about that. I know. The stuff on Twitter, you guys are so amazing on Twitter and Tumblr and everything like we get written in. It makes us feel so happy. Like you don't understand. Like we're just two girls like recording when we're at college. Um, Right now, I'm hoping my roommate doesn't walk in because she still doesn't know that I record. (laughs) You're Um, literally like in Montana right now. I know it's like that. I swear (laughs) I I can't tell anyone because I'm I'm uh, visiting a different school for the semester, so like I don't know everyone yet. So I don't have, like, friends that I've uh, told about this. So, you know, um, whatever. Anyway, so we're going to talk about um, news this week, but we're only going to talk about the Liam article that came out just because we have a feeling this um, episode's going to be really long and the Liam article is really important and we want to go into that and then also talk about all the concert stuff. So, um, yeah, other news stories that have happened, even though there haven't been, like, a ton of big ones, we're going to save that for next week and do more news next week. Um, and hopefully, unless One Direction drops um, a new single or something, the fandom episode will be next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say for sure, because who knows with One Direction. I know, exactly. But, That's what um, I was thinking, too. <laughs> we're really aiming for next week to have the fandom episode out, because yeah. um, that one we've literally been promising for, like, three or four episodes, so. I know. It's funny, because, like, our friend that isn't a One Direction fan, but, like, listens to our podcast is like, um, when's the fandom episode coming out? And she's, like, really mad at us, so we've been, like, pushing it <laughs> on so long, and it's, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah. so, it's coming, we promise. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's delve into, um, Liam's article. He was interviewed, um, when did the article come out? Um, August, or no, not August, September 10th, I think. It came out, like, a day early than it was, like, supposed to. Right. So, he was interviewed in, oh my god, I'm blanking on the, um... Attitude. Attitude, yeah. Which is a British, um, a British gay magazine. Uh, and a lot of other, um, artists have been featured in it, like Nick Jonas, um, uh, McFly, they all Mm -hmm. did, like, a nude photo shoot for it, um... Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a quite a big magazine. Um, so he was uh, he's featured on the cover. He had a twelve page spread, I believe, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one, like, sexiest man of the year for attitude, I think it is. Um, and he's going to be receiving that award at um, an event, an upcoming event. But um, the article had a lot of stuff going on, and there was a lot of um, controversy with some of the stuff. We're, so we're going to start off with um, the less controversial <laughs> topics. Um, so Liam talked about his girlfriend, Sophia. Um, they discussed a lot of things. He was saying how they talked about marriage before, but saying they were too young. Um, there were some really nice things he said about um, Sophia like being successful in her own right rather than just like letting him have success and her not doing anything. Um, he said uh, she has to be successful in her own right and do her own things, and I know she will. Um, and yeah, then and also, also he, he talked about um, her raising money for a charity through a fashion event, I think he said. And mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. about that, so that's really cool that she did that. Yeah, I really... it. This part, like, made me happy to read about with this article. So, like, I don't know, him definitely being supportive of her, like, living her own dream, you know, mm-hmm. and wanting her to do what she likes. And, you know, she was clearly successful with that huge charity. It, won, it like, raised uh, thousands of dollars, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. That was really cool. Um, he also talked about how much of a support system she is for him. Uh, he said, she very much grounds me. She helps me through things. I love her to pieces. Uh, she's the most honest person, and she'll tell me she'll tell me what's going on with my life, and that's what I need. And um, actually, also in the um, article, Liam mentioned that he struggled last year um, with alcohol, and he was like in a bad place. And he mm-hmm. help- said that Sophia really helped him through that, um, being supportive of him to try to um, get him out of that bad place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think that was all really nice. Uh, to talk about yeah it just like makes me really sad that we had literally no idea that he was struggling with like a um a drinking problem um and -hmm. it just kind of like goes to show us that like we really don't know like what's going on behind the scenes like what they're struggling with and just um I was surprised that he talked about this it's pretty um I thought it was like great that he was like felt comfortable enough to be open about that now and I hope that that means like it's more so in the past and maybe he's getting through it more um, mm-hmm. I hope that he is um, happier and um, yeah, is not suffering with that anymore. I know that can be like super, super hard, especially just yeah. like being also famous at the same time. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree that that was sort of like, not that I don't think about it all the time, but like definitely a reminder how much we don't know about their lives and yeah. we have to be very conscious of that. Uh, we don't know what's going on, you know, they, there's a public image, but there's stuff going on in their personal lives that we just don't know about. We don't have the right to know about, you know, exactly. it's our own personal lives. But we have to keep that in mind every time we look up to these people or, you know, make accusations of them because we don't know what they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and I hope and I, is, I really yeah. appreciated that he was honest because I think yeah. that could um, help other people, fans and people just reading the magazine maybe get help if they need it or have someone they like look up to who's been through similar things that they might be going through yeah I thought that was really cool yeah exactly and I hope this was like cathartic for him to just like finally be able to talk about it in the open and just like Mm -hmm. sort of get it off his chest because I'm sure it was completely weighing weighing on him and like I think that sometimes just like talking about something that you went through um can be super like helpful about like like getting closure yeah definitely um and then also something sort of more funny that he talked about was voting. He was saying that, like, he's into politics, but he doesn't, like, 
know that much about it. And also because he's away so much, he can't, um, he's not voting in uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then the interviewer pointed out that there's always, like, you can write in ballots. So that shouldn't yeah. stop people from voting. So everyone go vote. Exactly. But, um, Uh, He was talking about a new way to start voting, and he said, I want to invent an app where you can vote wherever you are in the world. It can be fingerprint-sensitive for safety. I think if they want more people to get involved, they need to make it more accessible. And I completely agree that voting is done in a sort of, like, olden olden days way, you know? Yeah, it's very archaic Yeah, it's very archaic. You either have to mail something in or... Like, go in person to vote. And I know there's reasons behind that, like, you know, safety reasons and making sure everything's whatever, valid. But even then, ballads get miscounted and stuff. Yeah. So I think we need, I think absolutely we need to develop a way that people can vote at home or online. Because, first of all, that's going to get a lot more young people voting. Exactly. And, like, the young people are the future or whatever. And... <laughs> You know, our voice matters, and a lot of the percentage of people who vote these days are um, an older population. I'm not sure what the statistics are, but I think, like, a lot of people, 50s and 60s, are a big age group for voting. Yeah. And that that doesn't necessarily mean we're going we're gonna to get people in office that we want, or the laws in office, I mean, the laws changing the way we want them to change. So, um, I agree. I think that's really cool that Liam's thought about that. Yeah, what if he was the inventor of that? Like, what if he, like, in the future, like, after One Direction, he invents that? That would be so cool. That would be crazy. <laughs> he would become even richer than he is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Liam talked about sort of his future and the future of 1D, which, um, talking about the break that the boys have planned for next year, he said, This won't last forever, and there will be a point when we will break off and do our own things, but it's something that comes back around, and we will work together again. So I think this is like a realization that they all have to go and do their own things. You know, they need time off. I'm not sure if this is talking specifically about the year off break or uh, like maybe a break that's going to come in the future when they're older. Um, But I think... I like that he says we'll come back and work together again. I don't know in what capacity they'll work together. Will they be One Direction? Or are there other ways that they're going to work together? Because I know he talked about writing songs for the boys in the future. You know, writing a song for Harry or Niall or something so that they will sing. Um, What do you think of that? Um, Yeah, I think that... I like that he said that. And I think it just definitely... um, uh, quelled the, I don't know if that's the word, like, uh, you know, sued fans and, like, made it seem that it's not completely over, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that was, that was good. Yeah, it's important to remember that these boys are, at least from what we can tell, are really good friends. So, yeah. you know, we're not going to just see them separate and never talk to each other again. Yeah. Um, they hopefully will, and being in the same industry, work together. Um, yeah. Uh, He also said that he wanted to target every part of the industry. I have written country songs. I started out doing rap songs. That's where my mind is set. A lot of people say to me, oh, you'll go solo, but I haven't thought about that. If the right songs come along and I think I should sing it, then I will release it as a solo artist. Otherwise, I'm happy being behind the scenes. Um, And I think this is sort of like what we've talked about. We discussed... um, Liam being someone who could go solo, possibly, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure if that's 
what we necessarily see him as. Mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, this statement? I don't know. I'm sort of, like, surprised that he would want to work behind the scenes. I mean, I get it because I feel like after being in the, like, limelight for, like, five years straight, that being behind the scenes would have a certain appeal to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like he is, like, so, like, he's good at being famous, you know what I mean? He, like, does interviews well and he, like, works the stage well. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. like, interesting that he wants to do more so, like, the mechanic stuff, like, the, that's not really the word, but, like, the writing of the songs and stuff. I think that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear, um, what country songs he's written, or rap yeah. songs. That yeah. sounds so interesting. I want to hear Liam rap. Like, why, why oh, isn't God. that a thing? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, could you imagine Harry singing one of Liam's rap songs? That would be the uh, greatest thing I feel thing like ever. the world is not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is this is interesting. It'll, I'll be interesting to see how this goes. And I know Karen and I have talked about it. And we've talked about it on the podcast. But talk, think, thinking about his songwriting skills, um, I just I question whether he's on par with some of the greatest songwriters there are out there, and whether or not it would more be for a name or for uh, like his actual songwriting talents. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to um, not give him like, the credit that he deserves, but I just, yeah. I feel like we haven't, unless, like, he's, I haven't seen something that's so new and so awe-inspiring as, like, Ed Sheeran's, where, like, his writing is, like, incredible, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think about other um, older artists as well, like Elton John, you know, mm-hmm. there's real talent there, so I wonder um, how much of Liam's songwriting will be like that, or will it be more like I don't know, because there are people who write pop songs, and yeah, that's, exactly. like, a whole genre um, of music, and that has to be done, because that's catchy, and this and that, so... Yeah. We'll see. Not that pop isn't well-written. I mean, you look at Taylor Swift's album, 1984... Yeah. Uh, 1989, sorry, 1984, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you see pop can be very well-written. Yeah. Um, or, and also, I feel like he also knows, like, a lot of what goes into it even so that yeah. like also gives him an edge mm-hmm, definitely like he's been doing this for years so yeah he i mean there's stuff about songwriting that you don't you don't you don't just sit down and write a song there's like a there's a format to do songs in and like different parts you know chorus and like i forget the sections i remember like back in middle school we were taught like something about songwriting from our technology teacher i don't really know like <laughs> part a and a part b and a part c or something who knows um, clearly i wasn't yeah, listening that'll be <laughs> that'll be interesting to uh uh see what happens with yeah and then um besides all of this the biggest part of the article and the most controversial was liam discussing um his past um, accusations of being homophobic and um, because he's been um, accused after supporting um, Duck Dynasty and then um, more recently when he talked about Girl Almighty saying that um, only guys could relate to finding a girl they loved Mm -hmm. um, and that there was a lot of controversy with those both these statements so sort of this was his opportunity in Attitude, a gay magazine, to talk about that and um, get rid of the rumors that he's homophobic and clarify and apologize. Um, But I don't think it went exactly how he intended it to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just going to read a couple of the things that he said in the article and try to explain why a lot of fans were hurt by what he said. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I think he did say some positive things. So let's start with that. Um, he said, a lot of my friends are gay and I don't think anything about it. I actually find it funny that being gay is still something that's talked about as though it's not natural. I mean, I don't go around saying, oh, this guy is gay. I don't make a big deal about it. My mates are my ba- my mates regardless of sexuality. Um, so I thought, I think that was um, him trying to, uh, to, to state how he feels about um, sexuality, saying he doesn't, you know, my mate's my mate, I don't, regardless of their sexuality. Yeah. Um, one thing that Kara pointed out was that, uh, especially with, like, uh, things like race and sexuality, gender, you can't be blind to it. You know, mm-hmm. there's something called color um, colorblind, where you, for for race where someone might say oh I don't see color I just think I just treat everyone the same yeah but that can be problematic because you can't just forget that there's you know different races you have to legitimize people's experiences and recognize that there's different histories that go along with being white or being black or you know mm-hmm. whatever so um do you want to talk about that a bit yeah I think you summarized it really well and I think the same goes with sexuality I think you shouldn't um just be like oh yeah every like everyone's treated the same because it's not true um Mm -hmm. and I like that he said that he doesn't think about it but at the same time um like he doesn't make a big deal out of it but at the same time you have to like recognize like how people identify because that's like wiping a whole part of their identity away if you just kind of um just wash over it you know what I mean exactly yeah and that just sort of like you said it just doesn't take into account people's experiences and that just kind of Mm -hmm. is it sucks kind of yeah so and I think this uh just recognizes that he's not completely up to date you know he's still ignorant in some aspects and I don't think this I think a lot of people are you know he's doing his best he's saying my mates are my mates like that's pretty good yeah we we can't ask for everyone to have like a huge no one no one comes to the earth with like all this background knowledge of everything you know Karen and I have been studying these things in college I definitely didn't know all of this in universe I mean in high school so Mm -hmm. um yeah I think we need to uh just continue to educate people so that um you know everyone uh understands people's experiences better um yeah definitely and also um, the thing, like, when people say, like, oh, um, I'm not homophobic, I have a gay friend, or, like, I'm not racist, I have a black friend, that's sort of, um, sort of, like, an easy way out and not really the way, the path mm-hmm. you should take, and this sort of seemed to me like that's what he was trying to get at, but at the same time, you know, like, I, it's pretty clear he's not homophobic, and I'm... Yeah. But at the same time, I think you have to be careful about how you uh, present yourself, like, you should, like, show that you're mm-hmm. not homophobic, um, instead of just trying to, like, tell us, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think sometimes it's, you can, you, you may not be homophobic, but you may do things that come across homophobic, or not, like, to that extreme, Yeah. but, like, come across in a way that can be hurtful to people. Without, um, like, realizing it and without knowing yeah, it. Yeah, without realizing it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree. You can't just say, I'm not homophobic, I have a gay friend. Yeah. Like, what does that necessarily mean to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when he was talking about um, marriage equality laws passing, 
Uh, he said, we were in America at the time that the same-sex marriage ruling passed, and there were loads of great parties and flags flying everywhere. It's strange to me that countries are still refusing to pass the law. Um, you can't live in the past. You have to move with the times. Uh, so again, I think he's um, showing that he's not homophobic. He believes there should be equal laws for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um I agree that it's, you know, annoying that countries are refusing to pass the law. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff. I think it's uh, easy. Uh, it might be easy to forget that there are other things like, you know, we have to move on with the times. And he might be forward thinking in that way. But remembering that, like, things like um, racism is still huge, you know, in the world and in America and I'm sure in the UK and stuff. Um so, although we're moving with the times, we have to recognize that a lot of things are still backwards. Yeah. Uh, and then, this is the part that um, is was most upsetting, I think. Mm. Uh, he's, he started discussing Larry Stylinson. And for people who don't know, Larry Stylinson is um, the ship name of Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson. Um So he said, when the law changed in the U.S., there were loads of rainbow flags flying at our shows, but I think it was mainly because people think of Louie and Harry, of the Louie and Harry thing, which is absolutely nuts and drives me insane. It's like when you know the ins and outs of what is going on with people, it's just annoying when it's so stupid. It becomes like a conspiracy or like a cult, like the people who watch them and think that every move they make is a gesture towards them being together. And I know it's not true, and it makes me mad. Um, so I think it's important to first validate what Liam's saying uh, to understand where he's coming from, why he's upset. And I think he has every right to be, you know, frustrated and his feelings are, you know, valid. But I also think we need to question why he brought this up in this, you know, context, I guess. Yeah. Um, What did you think about his statement? I think the most upsetting part was when he was just assuming that after the same-sex marriage law was passed in the U.S., that the only reason people brought rainbow flags to the concert is because of people thinking that Louis and Harry are in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Because this has been, like, the rainbow flag thing has been going on for a long time now, I think, that in this, like, this leg of the tour. And it was mm-hmm. happening before um, the same-sex marriage was passed, um, and it continues to happen after. And I think that um, a lot of it has to do with Rainbow Direction, which is basically about creating a safe space in the One Direction fandom and at concerts um, for LGBTQ people. And um, a lot of people bring rainbows to just signify that. And um, I think that I wish Liam would understand that it's like a lot more than that. And it's I think it's more so about the fans feeling safe and feeling that the concerts are a safe space and that the One Direction fandom is a safe space for them and um, I remember seeing when we were at the concert a lot of the flags uh, because this was the first concert after this article came out were saying that like this flag is not about Larry and um, Mm -hmm. I I just hope that Liam sort of recognizes that because I think it's so much bigger um, than that yeah Um, and Rainbow Direction uh, which is the organization that provides a safe space for 
1D fans at the concerts and does a lot of stuff to raise money and, you yeah. know, bring the fandom together, actually had a um, press release statement in response to the whole article that came out. Um, and that can be found on Take Me Home from Narnia. Um, .tumblr.com and also um, you can go follow their Twitter which is at Take Me Home from Narnia mm-hmm. um, but they said Rainbow Direction decided to encourage people to make their support for fellow fans of all sexualities and gender identities visible by bringing rainbows in all forms to the shows. The aim is to show fans of all sexualities and gender identities that one the 1D community welcomes them. Rainbow Direction's actions aren't directed to any band member, but to fellow fans. It's empowering, and it makes them feel legitimate, like a like a legitimate part of the community of Directioners. When for too long they were cast aside as the unwelcome others, Rainbow Direction wishes that Liam Payne's interview and attitude would have been oriented in such a direction instead of creating an uneasy feeling for a lot of LGBTQ plus fans. Um, so I I really like their statement. I don't think it was accusatory at all. I think it was. Yeah. Um, you know, heading towards educating people and <clears throat> showing that what Rainbow Direction is all about. Um, yeah. And we followed Rainbow Direction for a while and, like, <clears throat> read about um, the community and um, stuff. And I think it's an excellent organization. Yeah, it really is. And they also have a um, no-shipping policy, so... Um, yeah. I think that's important to point out, too. It's not that they started this in uh, in response to any certain ship or anything it's it's definitely not about that it's more about the fans Mm -hmm. it's all about the fans actually yeah um so i think that can be very hurtful when you're not legitimizing people's feelings when liam says stuff like that saying oh we only bring flags because uh we ship larry which is just not true you know it's about you know it's it, like rainbow direction said it's for other fans it's not necessarily for the boys it's for other fans you know yeah. to connect and to feel welcome um because going to a concert is huge and scary and you know if you think you're unwelcome that can be hard so bringing people together who support each other is can only be a good thing yeah definitely um and i think that not so much anymore but i think um back in the day back in like the start of um, One Direction, the One Direction fandom, I think that there was more, um, hate and, like, slurs thrown around. I don't think that's, um, thrown around anymore. Maybe I just follow the right people, but I think that it definitely has created, definitely has become more of a safe space for people, the One Direction fandom. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that. I don't think this says that the, the One Direction fandom compared to other fandoms is more homophobic. I think it's really the opposite. I think One Direction is extremely open and accepting fandom. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just another... Rainbow Direction is just another layer to that uh, supportive community. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, I saw on their Twitter that Liam has supported Rainbow Direction before. So, um, I'm not sure in what capacity I can look into it, but I just it's inter- interesting to me that he sort of just... Um, just uh what's the word like when you like make it smaller than it is just like make it like simplistic like he like has such a simplistic Mm -hmm. view on it yeah and I think that's partially because you know this was an interview and he only got to say it out loud once and then it was written down maybe his words aren't completely in context and I I think we have to recognize that yeah I know um Julian Bonetta who writes with One Direction was sort of answering some uh 
people asking stuff on Twitter about the article, and he said, you know, I'm sure Liam didn't mean it in that way. If he had the chance to, like, edit the magazine before he came it, before it came out, he would have, you know, changed his words. Um, but, you know, it, he wasn't necessarily thinking or it came out wrong. Or, you know, when you say something on the first time, yeah. like, it doesn't come out right. Uh, a lot of times, on, even on this show, we mess up and we have to, like, re-record something because it just didn't come out right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fair to recognize that uh, an interview is a lot different than you know really like getting to see what he thinks about all this and maybe he was just it was bubbling up and he had frustration and it like came out um but it's that doesn't mean what he said was right I think yeah Uh, and I think that's very true that like print art um interviews end up being a lot less um trustworthy than like video articles or video interviews mm -hmm. because I think that we just, like, don't know the context in a lot of ways of print articles. We don't mm-hmm. know how it was, like, said or what they meant. Or maybe they said something, um, they uh, clarified a point better, but they the article or the interviewer decided to not put that in the article and stuff. But with, um, mm-hmm. an, like, a video article or video interview, Jesus, um, it's more so, like, whole and you get to see, like, how they said it and, like, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why I really appreciate video interviews yeah. a lot more. You have to take written things with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, And then I think another part that was very upsetting to people in the fandom was when he talked about fan art and fan fiction. Yeah. And um, he was talking about how he gets sent a lot of explicit pictures and drawings and he's read explicit fan fiction. And um, it was mostly gay explicit drawings and gay fan fiction um, that he was talking about. Um, and he put it in a very negative light, uh, saying that, I don't know how these young people think of these things. It's weird. Um, and he actually said that for me is the sad and sorry side of what we've done. Um, as in like being in one direction, what they've done, the saddest thing is, you know, having young girls writing and drawing, uh, sexually explicit gay things, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this was a very ignorant uh, standpoint. And we're going to be talking about fan art and fan fiction in our fandom episode, so you'll definitely get to hear our opinions on all that. We're not going to delve completely into it. But um, firstly, again, I want to legitimize his feelings of how it can be uncomfortable for him to see these things, Mm -hmm. to read these things. And I think we need to actually label it when people send him Uh, fan fictions and fan art like directly send to Liam this stuff and he sees it it's actually sexual harassment Um, and if you like I think it's easy to see that when you know pretend it was someone sending you know uh, a young a young woman sexually explicit uh, drawings or uh, written stuff to her so she has to see it that really changes the context and maybe you can see it as sexual harassment better just because Liam is a guy just because he's um, you know famous, famous and stuff yeah. doesn't mean that that's not harassment yeah. uh, and makes him uncomfortable and all that so he's definitely has every right to feel uncomfortable to feel like he doesn't want that um, and I think that's super important uh, to understand um, but I also think it's important to realize that a lot of fan art and fan fiction, or actually the majority, if not, like, all of it, is not for the boys. It's for people in the fandom. It shouldn't be sent to them. If yeah. it is, that's wrong. 
but yeah. uh, it's for it's for the community because it um, I don't know it's about it's it's just part of being in the fandom and this happens in every fandom yeah and he did not he just completely shut it down as weird and gross um, and I think also to note that it was he was talking specifically about um, homosexual drawings and fan fiction and not recognizing the amount of heterosexual uh, comments he gets on his tweets, like very inappropriate stuff that gets sent to him. So it seemed as though he was, you know, just more negative to the homosexual uh, comments and art and whatever, rather than um, everything else he gets sent, which is still wildly inappropriate. Yeah. And I think that also... I don't think Liam really understands, like, um, a lot of parts about fandom. Maybe he wasn't, like, in fandom, you know? I I feel like I get that vibe from him that he probably was never, like, in fandom before this, you know what I mean? He was never on the other side, so he doesn't really understand all the, um, all that goes into it. And I think that, um, like, I've, I've talked about, like, Dan and Phil on, on, actually, I haven't talked about them, but on Dan and Phil from, um, YouTube, Dan is on fire, and Amazing Phil, they are very in tune in their fandom. They're, they um, often t- like show and look at um, their own fan art that people like draw of them, and like sometimes they like read like fanfic about them, and they like understand fandom so well, and so they don't they aren't bothered by um, fanfic and fan art shown to them. But um, I think that Liam just it's like a whole different it's a whole different person so I think it really Mm -hmm. does vary person to person and I think that a lot Mm -hmm. of the times that people when people send fan art and fan fiction to the boys I think it's not the person who like either draws it or like writes it I think it's like other people which is which is also bad like um kind of upsetting because um you know it's not the fan art or the fan artist and the author might not want that shown to the boys and probably doesn't but then um when someone takes um liberty to do that it's just like not fair to the person because they're doing that for they're writing and creating that for the fandom and then when someone goes Mm -hmm. to show it to the boys then that just like is you know that sort of breaks a boundary yeah and you get to the point where artists and writers are begging people please do not share my work with the boys do not send it to them they like they explicitly say that yeah on their work because they don't want it sent it's not for them it's for the fandom to enjoy you know (laughs) yeah um so, I think that was just hurtful <coughs> that Liam was very narrow-minded on that, and he only focused on uh, some of the things that sent to him rather than all of the inappropriate things that are sent to him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, we... Also, do you think that this was the right outlet to even talk about Larry Stylinson? Um, I, I just don't know. I, I'm not really sure, like, why it was really brought up in this magazine. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he felt like he wanted to talk about it, I guess. It's not really for me to say, but it just, it just seems sort of out of place to talk about it here. Um, maybe he felt like he could be more open in this kind of magazine, um, because he was, Mm -hmm. when he was talking about his other personal things... Um, but I just, I don't know, it seemed, like, really out of place to me. Yeah, and I think 
I just don't think it was the right outlet. Yeah. I think this was an opportunity to say a lot of great things about, um, you know, how, uh, like, and really explain he's not homophobic and talk about how much he loves all his fans, no matter what the sex- their sexualities are. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel like, I don't think it was wrong because maybe he needed to talk about that or whatever. I don't want to, like, whatever his feelings are, but... I just wish he didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, do I think he did it on purpose? No. Do I think he's homophobic? No. Did I, do, did he say some wrong things? Yes, I do think he said some wrong things. I think he was hurtful. And I think his response to it, just like his response has been to his other past accusations of being homophobic, was not a good response. I think he could have responded in a way that made things completely better. But unfortunately... Uh, it just seemed to make it worse. Yeah, um, I was like, I was hoping, I was really hoping that, because um, I was really excited when I saw that he was going to be, like, in a gay lifestyle magazine, um, and I was hoping that he would say something to the fact of, like, oh, um, we all really appreciate and love our LGBTQ fans, um, but that really didn't happen, and it was more so just kind of him trying to explain, like, or just, like, tell us that he isn't homophobic instead of saying, like, oh, I appreciate and love, like, yeah, like you said, like all of our fans. Yeah, and I think it's upsetting because it diminishes all the other good aspects of the interview, and people only focused on this. We didn't get a we didn't get a focus on, uh, you know, his relationship with Sophia, or yeah. um, you know, congratulate him for getting through his um, troubles with drinking last year and being supportive of that because it was so focused on all of this type of stuff. Yeah, um, which is frustrating. Yeah, I agree. Um, so on Twitter, he responded after um, the article came out, and I, I saw tons of people were talking about it. All the One Direction fans were talking about it, um, and I don't think necessarily in a negative way. I saw a lot of constructive sort of educating thoughts directed at Liam, trying to explain. You know, we discussed um, Rainbow Direction's press release, really trying to educate him, not attack him, but I'm sure there was a ton of um, hate he got as well, and I think maybe that's what he was responding to, or maybe he just didn't understand uh, the reaction of the fans. Um, but he said, um, it's funny, I thought people appreciated honesty these days. Can see people saying I'm playing the victim. I don't even feel, I don't feel even 1% a victim at all. I had a wonderful time doing the shoot. And I am blessed with the best job in the world. Massive thank you to Attitude Magazine for having me along, and for everyone who enjoyed reading it. I mean, enjoyed reading. Um, so, what did you feel like about this response? Um, I don't know. Just something about it rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think it's a little bit problematic. Um, I know people were saying he was victimizing himself because he keeps getting, you know, like, he keeps saying... Or, like, getting hate, I guess, towards him being homophobic, and then he's not recognizing the things he did wrong, but instead, you know, acting as if, uh, I don't know if he's playing the victim, but it, it certainly comes across in a way that doesn't recognize his own mistakes, I guess, rather yeah. than, like, he's just sort of being defensive. Yeah. Um, and not saying, wait a second, maybe I did say something wrong, or say, or explaining that, uh, you know, it came out wrong or that he wishes that he hadn't said it or or even just simply saying, 
uh, like recognizing, you know what, rainbow flags aren't just for Larry Silence, and it's for a lot of other things, and I appreciate, like, he could simply say something like that, and literally, I think it would clear everything up. Yeah. But instead, he says this type of thing, where it's more defensive and not, you know, an apology or an explanation, and I think that's why it gets fans even more hurt, and uh, it's upsetting. Okay, we also got an anonymous um, uh, ask on Tumblr, and we pretty much agreed with everything they said, um, and it was so on point. Kara said it, like, sent it to me and was like, uh, did you see this? Like, this is, it seems as if one of us wrote this. Um, so we are going to just, I'm pretty much going to read most of it, um, and just, I, I think it hits a lot of the stuff we've discussed, but they do it um, in a really concise and clear manner. Um, mm-hmm. So they said about the interview, it got very polarized reactions from the fandom, with some people saying that it was completely awful and homophobic, and others saying he did nothing wrong. Um, and I definitely saw that, that people were, I definitely saw sort of, although I saw a lot of constructive stuff, there were people saying he did nothing wrong. Um, which I think uh, is too much of, it doesn't, it like glosses over it too much um, and not realizing people were upset by it and why. Uh, The person continued to say, personally, I see it as a mix of two. I wish we could have said, could have said that he supports LGBT plus fans and not made excuses for the Duck Dynasty and Girl Almighty comment. Unfortunately, he often makes himself the victim when he is called out, and his apology should have been better. Many people were angry that he said rainbow flags and signs are for Larry. There are cases where this is true, but many people genuinely do bring them for pride and support. Unfortunately, I think it's hard for him to tell the difference. Um, and then when she was discussed, or when this, sorry, when the person was discussing, um... Larry, they said, they continue to ignore and disrespect Louis and Harry even when they've denied it and asked them to stop. Um, so, I don't know. Karen and I haven't really thought about it too much, discussing what we're going to talk about in terms of shipping um, and to discuss our, our opinions on shipping. But I think the one thing with shipping is it's totally okay to do, but when you're like just like fan art and fan fiction when you're directly attacking or you know sending these things that might be explicit to the boys it's not okay so shipping's totally yeah. fine but don't don't like make that connection to the boys where they're personally feeling like uh attacked or harassed by it because it is sexual harassment um They continued to say, Lastly, I was sad to read that Liam suffered from a drinking problem last year. Again, I think that's super important to point out. Um, And they said, Overall, I think the interview was okay, but the problem is the LGBT plus fans who were offended were told that they shouldn't be. Nobody should be told how they can and can't feel. I think Liam means well, but is still quite ignorant about the LGBT community. Um, I think this article could have been a great opportunity for Liam to become more educated and make a stronger statement in support of their LGBT plus fans. I want to be hopeful that he will learn more on his own and make another statement in the future. Um, And I really liked this last part about um, people not being able to just be told how they feel because I think it's really apparent, just like we talked about the Dan and Phil things, 
people are individuals and they feel things differently and they have different experiences and you can't just tell someone how they should feel and how they shouldn't feel. If a ton of One Direction fans were hurt by this article, they are completely right to be hurt by it, you know? You can't just say Liam was fine doing that if tons of people are hurt, you know? You can't not Mm -hmm. recognize that. It's not that they're too sensitive. Their feelings are legitimate. So I really liked how this person stated that. Um, Yeah. And I also... And also, I think... Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> you go. Okay, I'm just saying that, like, since there was so many people that were hurt and felt just like the article was a bit off, like, clearly something was wrong. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, like, one person, you know what I mean? It was a, it was a huge group of people. Yeah. Um, so, and, I, and even people who weren't necessarily hurt by it definitely recognized that it was not, you know, right. You said there's something off about it. Um... And then I agree that I think Liam means well. You know, we said he did say a lot of good stuff. I think he's really trying, but he's just, he's not, he's ignorant about the LGBTQ plus community. He doesn't know everything. And not that we should expect all famous people to know everything about everything. But um, I think we just have to give him the opportunity to grow and help him grow and educate him um, so that, you know, he can make better statements in the future, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, and also, I think um, me and Caitlin were talking about last weekend when we were together, um, and I think we were just talking about how, like, One Direction is basically just, like, five or now four, sadly, um, four, like, random boys that are just put together and, like, held to a high esteem, and I think um, there's, like, there's I think there's arguments on both sides that celebrities are, like, should... Um, be um, educated and like make good statements and just like um, you know be a good role model in that way but then also at the same time we can't expect them to be like this otherworldly like like you know person who knows everything mm-hmm. um, but I don't know I think there's like there's arguments for both sides mm-hmm. like you know he's also he's only human but at the same time he's a famous human who a bunch of people look up to and, um, like, hang on to his every word. And when he says something that isn't isn't great and hurts people, like, you know, he should be responsible for Mm -hmm. that. I think there was an um, interview with Taylor Swift a while ago, I think years ago, but I'm I'm sure she's reiterated um, a number of times, that she doesn't think oh, well, I'm famous, but I don't want to be the role model. Like, that's not me. I'm just I'm just young, and I can, you know... She recognizes that tons of people look up to her. She, she'll, she said, like, when I get dressed, I know I'm dressing, for, like, in a way that tons of young people are going to see me. Like, she recognizes that she ha- holds that weight. Um, so while I don't think yeah. we should put celebrities on a pedestal or expect them to be all-knowing it's important to realize for them to realize that what an influence they do have on people especially Mm -hmm. young people um yeah definitely so i think liam just needs to i don't know try to use these opportunities to educate himself and uh to show his support in the future yeah um anything else about the article you want to say no, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, so definitely write in and let us know what you think. Um, it'll be really interesting to hear from fans 
what what how they took the interview maybe not just on the whole Larry and homophobia stuff but everything else you know he talked about Sophia he talked about the band's future anything else um, we'd love to hear uh, your opinions on it um, yeah. and then a quick news thing that we're going to talk about when we talk about like the concert as well is that um, they did One Direction did film a new music video um, I think the day before I think on the September 11th was it I'm not sure um, it was the day before a concert. Yeah, so September 11th, uh, they yeah. filmed the new music video, and I just wanted to say this means a new song's coming out soon, <laughs> um, and that's really cool, um, and I was wondering, like, what it could be and when it's going to come out, and if they're going to play it live on the UK tour like they did with Drag Me Down. Yeah. Do you have any predictions? Um, Liam, in our concert... Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, Liam said that like in the concert, um, he said that he said like something to the effect of, "I think you guys are really gonna like it. It's a chill song, so I think that maybe it's like a slower song, mm-hmm. perhaps." Um, and also, I think they were in New York City when they filmed that, so that's gonna be interesting. Which makes me so sad again because they're so close. But actually, by that time, I was in Boston. But uh, yeah, God. I wish they filmed in Boston. What the heck, One Direction? That would have been so cool. Could you imagine if we were like? in the back of the music video wearing like our talk direction t-shirts or something yes that promo (laughs) which we'll get into in a second um (laughs) but yeah i'm looking forward to the new music video the new song whenever it comes out um i feel like so many artists are coming out with new music um there was i read something on twitter that one direction's album's coming out the 13th of november i don't know if that's confirmed but then they were like oh justin beavers is also coming out the 13th of november uh Oh, yeah, I heard that, too. I was like, what is what is going on? I feel like, like that's, like, not great. Probably a lie. <laughs> yeah, probably a yeah. lie. But I know, like, Ellie Goulding's coming out with music, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, like, all this music's coming out, and I'm very excited for it all to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but now let's move on to our main discussion, um, the On the Road Again tour in Boston. Uh, we went to this on September 12th. I went up to Boston, we had an incredible time, it was amazing, and we're going to relive it now for you guys and for our own pleasure because it was incredible and why not relive incredible experiences, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) what happened was I had to take a bus to Boston, we, I met Kara, she picked me up. We collected art supplies to make a poster for Talk Direction because we decided that this was the perfect opportunity to shamelessly promote our uh, podcast because we want to, oh, yeah. you know. And shamelessly promote, did we do? <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, we we want to <laughs> build uh, our podcast community so we are more inclusive and get more opinions so that we can talk about things from an educated standpoint and uh, what better way to do this than to promote at a One Direction concert? So we made a huge sparkly yep. sign, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it on Twitter. If not, go follow us on Twitter, talk underscore direction. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we made a big sign, and we actually have business cards, with I think business cards, which is also on our Twitter, um, that we plan to hand out. Um, so, yeah, we ended up, when we got there, we ended up, like putting business cards on bathroom doors and holding up the big sign and it was funny I would hold it up and like hide behind it because I didn't want anyone to see like who I was but uh <laughs> it was okay yeah because Caitlin was being very shameless about it I was like Caitlin be a little more subtle and she was like literally like 
hold it up in like front of the crowd and like oh my god Caitlin. Hey, and, like, people would see it and then they'd come over to us and be like are you guys like a podcast that's so cool and we'd hand them our business cards and be like yeah yeah oh, no big deal we're a podcast <laughs> yeah some um especially like we got there and like 30 seconds in um someone like stopped us and like asked us about it and that was like so cool so shout out to the two girls who did that and um, cause that just like made me feel like so great that people actually want to like come up and talk to yeah, us about it. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of people who were like super excited about it and I, that just like made me feel like great. Yeah, uh, definitely. So that was an experience. Like we literally like went person by person, group by group, handing stuff out, being like, hi, we're a One Direction podcast. Um, like we, it's for free. We talk about everything One Direction. Give us a listen or whatever. Um, yeah. so it was a little awkward, but you know, we did it, um, we did what we had to do um but yeah it was cool and then also we wanted to talk about the rainbow direction meetup that uh was happening like kara said earlier this was the first concert um after the liam article that got released and there was a huge push from the fandom to bring a lot of rainbow um flags and colors and whatever to the concert to really show support and show like what rainbow direction is all about and how accepting the One Direction fandom is. Um, so I know Kara and I were really excited about that. Like we were trying to go look for rainbow flags. We couldn't find them in the end, but we like printed out um, the little rainbow direction heart and like taped them to our sign, taped them to our legs. Um, and there was, I don't know how many people it was that like were that actually there at the meetup, but there was a huge meetup of rainbow direction supporters um, down by the floor seating uh, outside of the venue. And uh, it was just really cool to see. And I think it was sort of something that's kind of loosely organized where there's no one like, like directed to organize, like to, to lead it, but more like you go, you talk to people, you find support, you find friends. Um, you know, it was more like just get, get the fandom interacting um, in, a, in a sort of safer place maybe than just like the entire concert, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we went around to people at the Rainbow Direction meetup and we're like handing out our stuff. Um, and I think it was just cool to see, uh, that drive, especially after the article came out. And I think everyone was really trying to express their support. Um, and then, uh, going before we went into the concert, we saw people, like the people taking everyone's posters. We weren't really sure why, cause usually they only take, uh, inappropriate ones, but, um, so we deconstructed our poster and like kept bits of it, but we had to hand it out, uh, throw it out, which was sad. Um, and there was, was a, yeah, it was so sad because we got so connected to her. Like it's our son, like being taken away I from know, us. No, it really felt like that. But we still have the. And also, our, the poster board was really expensive. Yeah, it was like six fifty for a poster board. It was ridiculous. Boston is super expensive. It's disgusting. So is New York. <laughs> we live in like the worst places to get cheap stuff. I know, and also San Francisco, but we don't live there, so. <laughs> No. Um, uh, so there was rumors that they were filming parts of this show, and that's why they were taking everyone's posters. Um, I heard it was for Simon's new, like, Latin America show. I'm not sure what that is, um, but I don't, they didn't really explain it in the end, so I'm not really sure. And it seemed like when we went in, people did have posters, so I don't know how people got their posters in and whatnot, because it didn't seem like a size thing, because I know for some concerts, it's like, if you have too big of a poster, you can't bring it in, but uh, who knows? Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. Um, It felt like there was definitely a lot less posters than there would be, because, like, on our side, there was, like, one poster, and, of course, it was, like, right in front of our faces, but, um, 
Yeah. Um, if that is actually, if it is filming for something, I hope that, like, we're not in it because I was just, like, really going hardcore with the dancing. I just, like, you know, just really was feeling it, feeling those vibes, just had to, like, let it all out. And if I was, um, you know, filmed, um, I guess it's there for eternity, but what am I going to do now? Too late. Hey, if we get filmed, we're wearing our Talk Direction t-shirts, so that is good promotion for us. Okay, true, but also I look like I'm doing, like, some form of interpretive dance, so people would be like, okay, I'm not gonna go watch, like, (laughs) listen to that, whatever the hell that is, like. It's okay, you can't be held accountable for dance moves you do during a One Direction concert. Very true. Um, so let's talk about the opening acts a bit. First was Augustana, um, who is a singer, uh, a male singer who was popular, he had the song Boston, Carrie, you said about, like, five or six years ago, right? Yeah, I want to say yeah. something like that. Um, I thought he was really good. What did you think of him? Yeah, I don't really know much about him, but... Um, oh, it's actually 2005 that that was released. Oh, wow, wow okay. that's so long ago. Crazy. Yeah, because I know I heard about him, but I just didn't, like... I haven't heard about him in years, mm-hmm. so... Um, I thought he was really great live. He was so adorable. He was, like, smiling when everyone was, like, cheering for mm-hmm. him. Um, and yeah, I think he was like better live than I expected him. Cause like, I don't know. I didn't really know much about his music, but I think it was like, it was really good. He had a really great voice. Yeah. He did that, um, Zane squinty eye smile a lot and you could just tell like how happy <laughs> he was, which was really fun to see. And his music was really, like really chill vibes. So it was like nice. Um, mm-hmm. and also I didn't see Harry when he was like watching, uh, Augustana, but there's pictures of him like creeping out watching his set because Harry's a really big fan of him um and I know because we were sort of on near the side we were on the floor but like near the front corner um of an edge of the stage uh there were people like um in the 100 sections near that could see down below where like the boys would walk past and like they would see Harry walk past and at one point I saw Harry like running past which was cool, but it was really hard to see, and it was super fast. But, like, every time, like, yeah. the crowd would start screaming because they'd see someone, um, which just, like, brings the energy up, and it's all exciting, and everyone's like, what? I can't see, I can't see, and standing on their tiptoes and stuff. Um, it was so stressful. Everyone was screaming, and I'm too short to see him, so <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, everyone needs to stop. I need to just, like, calm down. <laughs> also, um, Augustana, um, um, I don't know which song it was, but he said... He dedicated one of the songs to Harry. He was like, this song's for you, brother. Um, well, this song's for you, Harry, brother. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. I bet they, like, hang out before the shows and stuff. That's so yeah. cool. Um, I wonder mm-hmm. if Harry was, like, a big fan before he became famous. Because 2005 was, like, 10 years ago. So uh, isn't that crazy to think that, like, you could, like, meeting someone you were a huge fan of before. I, that's just so weird to me to think. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, okay, then there was, like, time in between, and then Icona Pop played, and I thought they were mm-hmm. incredible. I know, Kara, you really loved them as well. Yeah, I, like, am so... I love them so much now. I, like, went into this, I was like, okay, this is kind of a random opening act, like, whatever, like, it's fine. Um, I know, like, one of their songs or whatever. And then, like, they are incredible live. I feel like the type, like, the... Um, type of music that they do like doesn't like showcase maybe how like amazing their voices are Mm -hmm. because they don't they do a lot of like um singing at the same time instead of like 
one and then the other. Mm -hmm. Um, But they really do have incredible voices, and, like, they were just, like, dancing, and they were just, like, so, such, like, a fun performance to watch. I really love them, and I'm definitely going to, like, look into them more. Yeah, I'm for sure going to look up their music. And, And their music is, like, it's current, but it's, like, unique current, so it's something that, yeah. you know, you don't get with every pop uh, group, so it was just so cool. Um, what were the songs? Yeah. I particularly liked Girlfriend, and I think the one that they played before yeah. that, I forget what it was called, it was, like, Be You yeah, or something, remember. something about being yourself, I don't know. Um, uh-huh. Um, and also, they had two dancers who were also their like band sort of thing and, and they're both female and I was like that's so cool like they have a, like a girl band and girl dancers and it was just like mm-hmm. really awesome it definitely was like a girl power yeah. set yeah so if you're like looking for some you know empowering music go check out Icona Pop because literally incredible yeah. voices really good dancers for the amount yes. they were dancing like singing like it was crazy but um it was so good yeah. and they obviously played the uh crashed my car into a bridge although I kept saying I crashed my bridge into a car um yeah but they played that one and that one's just such a fun it's fun because like with openers you don't always know all their songs but there's usually like one song everyone knows and everyone like gets really into yeah. it at the end and like jamming out um so that was fun to see and I'm really glad because at first like I thought oh I kind of pop like I don't like them but I'm completely changed so mm-hmm. I'm a changed Same. woman Yes. Um, and then all the dumb commercials that we had to watch before the concert, like in between Icona Pop ending and One Direction starting, there was like 45 minutes, which is crazy. Because like after Icona Pop, like I ran off to the bathroom, even though like I know from the past there's time, but like you never can be too sure. Like you don't want to miss the beginning of a concert. So like I ran off to the yeah. bathroom, but then we still had like 40 minutes. Um, and they kept playing like these grad dad commercials. I don't even know what it was. It's like grad school or something. Um, there was a ton of music videos that they played. They played, like, Black Magic by Little Mix. Was there a Fifth Harmony music video? I'm not sure. There was, like, um, Fifth Harmony clips or something. Um, oh. Five Seconds of Summer. Uh, yeah, people got really excited about that. There was a lot of screaming. It was, like, you honestly thought that it was, like, it sounded like they were in concert. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone was so excited about seeing the music video and stuff. Yeah. And then there was a McBusted uh, video. And I thought it was interesting because, like, McBusted didn't get a ton of screams, but I can imagine if that was played in the UK, they might get a ton more screams because people would know who they are. So it was interesting because you could tell um, American fans weren't, uh, uh, what is it? They didn't know who McBusted were. Um, Yeah. And then there were some Honda car commercials and the actual (laughs) um, car that One Direction was like designed the one direction car was actually at the stadium which was cool to see in person um it was pretty um it's a pretty distinguished looking (laughs) car (laughs) yes very distinguished um that was cool to see it there in person and there was tons of honda commercials because it is the honda civic tour or whatever um yeah i wonder how much money one direction gets from honda for you know having them sponsor them um, and then they had the perfume commercial and everyone got super freaking excited about that too. And it was fun to see like on huge screens. Um, yes. Which I don't know, just really cool to see. Um, I know. I love that commercial so much. Yeah. Um, but every time like people would, the whole like entire stadium would start screaming when anything like recognized yeah. what would come up and it would just get like, yeah. um, 
people really excited and pumped. You like kept thinking One Direction was gonna come out, but then like the lights went out and like the music started going and like everyone freaked out and you knew and like everyone stood up and everyone was ready, and the concert actually started. Um, <laughs> what I noticed at first was like tons of smoke was blowing out, um, like the what is it? The dry ice was blowing out at the top of the stage, and I was like, I know they're gonna come out of there. I know they're gonna come out of there. Um, and this was, like, after the band members, like, um, Sandy, Beatles, and, uh, other people <laughs> came out, and then One Direction came out, and it was pretty incredible. Um, so I think how we're going to discuss this is go through the set list and talk about each song and what happened during them, and I've put in, um, where the boys talk as well, um, just to... Make sure we get all that. And then we're going to go at the end, boy by boy, every anything that we've missed that we discussed and, like, talk about what they, other stuff, and then go through through some questions I had as well. Um, yeah. So let us start with the first song, which was Clouds. Um, this was I think awesome. this is a great opener. It was. Yeah. It definitely just, like, got your energy up, and, like, you just were, like, dancing and, like, jumping around for, like, from the get-go, mm-hmm. and, like, Harry was on our side. Yeah, he for, came, like, like first, right like, to us, like, front corner. Oh, we yeah. Were, we were facing, like, if you're facing the stage, we were, like, in the left corner, near the left corner of the stage, yeah. and he, like, came right to us, and I was like, yes, babe, come to me, like... I know. We, we're not in the front section. We were, like, in the second to, right? We were, oh, no, we were in the front section, but we were, like, At the back, 15 rows yeah. back, so. Yeah, so, um, we weren't, like, right, but we can definitely see him and, like, see that he was a real person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Harold is real. And it was confirmed. so fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and he was just, like, jumping around, and I was like, wow, what a great way to start the concert, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, my gosh. And, like, I think that was a great song to start, because I think, um, when I heard first heard the song, like, it, I feel like it could be either the opener or the closer, just, like, because it has such a high energy, mm-hmm. and um, it's cool that they opened with it. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed right away, Louie was up on the big screen, and his hair looked so good. Like, I don't know if it was recently cut or something, but it looked, like, so uh, cut nicely, and I know we've discussed his haircut recently, but it just looked very nice. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually reminded me a bit of, like, old x-factor days louis he looked a bit i don't know the styling reminded me of that um like, yeah because it was like it was like um to his forehead it wasn't like quipped back. yeah it was like softer and stuff so yeah um it was really nice and mm-hmm. yeah i don't think we could have asked for a better opening thing really i know i was i was dying when harry came over to the side because i didn't really expect them to come over to the sides yeah, but they actually spent they did, a lot like, of quite time a lot. on the sides thank god yeah i know really um so then they transitioned into steal my girl and um i don't know how much i had to say about that but it, it was good i get like i what did you think of it um, yeah, I mean, it was fun to, like, just dance around, too. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point they were still, um, back with us, or, like, Harry was near us, or they were all, um, sort of in the back part of the stage, not on the catwalk yet. Um. Yeah. Then they went into Little Black Dress, and I think this is when it started to rain. There was, like, one raindrop that I felt, and I was like, that's one rando raindrop. And I turned to Karen, and I was like, is it raining? Like, that first one that where you don't feel another one until, like, a couple minutes later. 
Um, yeah. But when it did start to rain, like, I felt, like, the energy sort of, like, surge in the room. Like... Yeah. It just, like, added to it because they were singing Little Black Dress and uh, that went into Where Do Broken Hearts Go? And those are just such intense songs already. And, like, it amped up yeah. the energy a ton. And I didn't think, like, rain yeah. would necessarily do that. But, you know, when, like, when it's really stormy out and raining and, like, you're inside and you feel sort of, like this uh community of everyone or like you're walking outside running into a building people are holding doors sharing umbrellas you feel like a community formed by like a rainstorm um it felt like that but different because it was like we were all like feeling this energy from like nature was celebrating with us or crying with us or something like that i don't know i know really it was like the universe crying over one direction i'm like wow same yeah um (laughs) Um, but I think that, like, um, I think it started raining a tiny bit in Little Black Dress, but I think, like, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? There was a point where, like, it was so weird because, like, I don't really remember, I think it was, like, right at the chorus, like, one of the choruses, like, it just started, like, going really hard. It wasn't, like, it never got real to the point where it was uncomfortable, the rain, but it was so weird. Like, the rain knew when to, it yeah. honestly couldn't have been planned any better. It was, yeah. like, at the chorus, like, when the, when it was, like, getting all intense, like, it started raining. I was, like, wow, this is, like, this honestly seems like One Direction, like, planned this and, like, asked, uh-huh. you know, hit up nature and was, like, um, can you, like, start raining at this exact time? <laughs> it, it was really and, like, perfect. It was, it was honestly perfect, and I loved the rain. I think that it's added another, like, dimension mm-hmm. to the concert and yeah. it made it so much more memorable I think and my mom was like she's like you have to like bring a rain jacket Kara like you're not gonna have fun if you're like in the downpour and I'm like mom I'll be fine I'll be <laughs> fine and like I didn't bring a rain jacket and I, I like really enjoy just like you know just being in the in the rain and like I was like um I was like wow I think this is like a perfect just like addition to this and you know um, it just, like, really made it special, I think. Yeah, because, like, they were talking about the rain on stage, too, and we were feeling the rain. It's sort of like that communal, communal, I always say that word wrong, um, <laughs> thing, like, vibe, I guess. Um, yeah, I so, I so agree with that. And also, I was really afraid that they were going to slip, but no one did, yeah, so I was I really when happy. When they were running around, I was like, Harold, please don't gallop right now. I don't want you falling on your face. <laughs> but I know. they were all okay. And also, like, um, Niall was wearing his uh, brace on his foot. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid that he was going to fall and hurt himself mm-hmm. more. I'm like, yeah. this is all we need is, like, Niall to, like, break his other foot. Like, mm-hmm. Seriously. Um, mm-hmm. So did you have anything to say about the songs, Little Black Dresser, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? I mean, they were excellent. Um, I kept thinking of the um, the performance that they did. Was that on X Factor or something that they did, Where Do Broken Hearts yeah. Go? Yeah. Um, I kept yeah. thinking of that. It was just awesome. They were, so, like, honestly, they are incredible live, and, like, we're, fr- like, friends of them, Jesus, as if. Um, uh, um, we're fans of them, but, like, also, like, you know, I would be honest if, like, I said, like, you know, if they weren't good live, but they're incredible live. Mm-hmm. Like, they have such amazing voices. Like, Where Do Broken Hearts Go is so incredible live, and, like, um, even the video, like, you were talking about the video that, or the performance they did on X Factor was so good, but hearing it, like, live actually in person, mm-hmm. like... It's a, such a great song, and I honestly wish that it maybe had been a single slash they performed it more on, like, um, TV or, like, performances and stuff, because I think that people really would have just, like, latched onto it, and even, like, not on One Direction fans, like, older fans mm-hmm. or older people, maybe, yeah. um, would have been like, wow, it's a great song. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, I didn't realize that they were going to do Little Black Dress, and I was excited, because I, I like that song. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, and then Liam did some talking. He was thanking the crew because it was the last leg of the U.S. tour, which they pointed out a number of times, talking about how yeah. this was the last show they were going to be doing in the U.S. And I think it was in everyone's minds that not only is this the last show on the tour, but this could be the last show for a while in the U.S. because they are taking that break next year. And even possibly, it can't not have gone through the boys' head that this could be the last show of One Direction in the U.S., depending on if they get together or not. I know Karen and I were talking about that. There's no way the boys weren't talking about that. They did say it was quite emotional a number of times throughout the show. Um, so yeah, they were thanking the crew and stuff. He also mentioned that it was Niall's birthday, um, which is exciting. And Yeah, and it was cute because he kept on calling him Neil. He was like, it's Neil's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because like, we know those I nicknames, know. but actually to hear them say it, it's like, oh, they actually do use those nicknames. Um, yeah. Which is funny. Um, so yeah, you definitely felt that like more emotional vibe and definitely wanting to like make this concert really epic. Um, yeah, and like um, I don't know if you mentioned already, but um, Louis said he was like feeling a bit emotional when um, Liam asked him. Yeah. And like of course he was saying in like a jokey tone, but I'm sure he meant it like yeah. Honestly, there's no way as they well. couldn't have. Imagine if something that yeah. huge was ending for you, if not just a tour in the U.S., but you know even more the tour for a while. Like, that has got to mean something. They're not aliens to feelings. If you were in that position, you'd be feeling (laughs) that way. Yeah. Um, Um, I know. I feel like I'd be crying the entire time. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't all break down. Let me cry for two hours. I would have been bawling. (laughs) Me too. Um, So then they went into Midnight Memories, and um, there was something weird, like, as it started, Harry started singing exactly when the music started playing, and Kara sort of turned to me and was like, was that supposed to happen? Um... I feel like it was, maybe? I don't really know. I'm going to have to watch, like, other concerts. But I don't know how he got that timing so on point when the music started. It was kind of weird. I usually think, like, maybe one time of music goes and then they start. Or maybe that's just how it was with yeah. the last tour because they started with Midnight Memories. Um, maybe. But I don't know. Uh, and then also Harry doing his screaming in Midnight Memories when he goes, like, ah. Uh, yeah, um, yes, always, that was amazing. It's always nice to see live. Um, mm-hmm. And then when the boys swear, it's really funny to see when the boys say, like, same old shh, but they say the swear. Um, it's <laughs> funny to see, like, the whole crowd go wild at that. I think it's just hilarious. I didn't realize because, like, um, Harry didn't say it. He said shh, but then Niall actually said yeah, it. And I didn't Niall realize that it. Niall... <laughs> Does he always say it? I think Niall always says it. I've seen him videos. That's so funny because I didn't know that. So I was like screaming. I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just fun to see that like a swear word causes like us all like to go like, oh my God. Um, yeah, I know. We're like old like British ladies. Like, <laughs> yeah. My heavens. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see on the new album uh, if they include more swears because it's supposed to be more sexual or raunchy or something like that. It's, uh, from, like, what we've heard. So we'll see if there's mm-hmm. more swearing and see how that affects the fandom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after Midnight Memories was Kiss You. And I didn't even remember this song happening, but then when I watched it back, because I rewatched pretty much the whole concert through videos, which we're going to post all mm-hmm. of that stuff on our show notes. So, like, I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but if you want to, like, 
listen to this episode and watch the shows at the same time you can because we'll have all the links to the videos of the songs for the Boston concert that we were at so you can see exactly what we're talking about um so yeah definitely go check out the show notes for all those videos um but re-watching Kiss You I do remember that I saw Harry literally like flew down the catwalk he was like galloping running twirling like so fast I literally thought he was gonna fall over um I know but it was incredible his gallop and his just like like skipping just makes me feel so alive like I love it so much I I can't imagine his cardio must be so good to be able to gallop around and then sing like he sings like I would be like yeah (gasps) I have your broken hearts go (gasps) like yeah yeah. (laughs) literally I would be dying but I know I couldn't I can like barely like sing the songs when I'm like jumping around in my seat and I don't go anywhere like I'm just jumping and dancing like I'm barely doing anything like damn that boy is like in shape yeah and and our singing is not on key or whatever like mine's a mess I think it's so funny yeah like if you go and watch the videos that we we're gonna have posted um like you can hear the people who are recording them sing the songs and I think it is so fun to listen to because you see like how excited the girls are getting when they're filming and like hear them singing along and then knowing all like the note changes and when the boys say funny little things they'll say them at the same time because if you've watched a lot of live videos on YouTube like you know when the boys say certain things um in a song so it's just or like change up things so it's just so fun to listen to and be like that was totally like me you know yeah I didn't know that like people because I don't really like watch uh live videos a lot just because like I don't know I get sad when I'm not there so Mm -hmm. like I don't like to put myself through that but I think it was so cool especially the people next to us like they knew all the like the tone or the not lyric changes but you know the note changes Mm -hmm. and like when Leah or Liam or Niall would say something while they're singing like sing it or something Mm -hmm. like they knew to say that like and I was just like wow that's so cool like I didn't know that like I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. fun to see. It, it, it like real like you re- like it just makes you feel like you know everything and you're in the know and stuff. Um, mm. So I don't know. Definitely go watch those videos for a fun time. Um, mm. So then they sung Stockholm Syndrome. What did you have to say about this song? I didn't realize they were performing it live, and I don't understand. I think I just like kind of block out all concerts if I'm not there because I get too sad. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I don't like really looking at set lists or something because sometimes I just like to be surprised, especially with One Direction, because I know I'm going to know all the songs anyway, so I don't need to like, you know, study up on the lyrics yeah. or whatever. Um, so I was really excited to see that they did this because it's such a fun song to like listen to and like dance to like by yourself. But then like doing it with like 70,000 people mm-hmm. is so much even more fun. So yeah. that and wasn't the, a good sentence, but yeah. There's the good call and response thing with like the oh, oh type of thing. Yes. And, yeah, that was so fun. So that's cool. Um, really gets the crowd participating and it's like easy enough to catch on if you don't know the song like you can participate too yeah um yeah so that was good and then um what did we have next we had fireproof next um i think what was most uh distinguishing does i don't know prominent to me in this song was the Mm -hmm. the runs that they did like, the runs in their voice that they did when they would say fireproof. I know Harry and I think Liam as well added a whole bunch of really cool note changes that I've, yeah. I do actually watch a lot of the live videos from concerts and, like, look, uh, like, go and watch those. So I don't know if these are ones I'd necessarily heard before. So I think it was 
interesting to see like are they doing this because this is the last show and they're really trying to hit those sweet notes as Liam would say um (laughs) I just really noticed that and it's I love how live performances gives the artists a chance to really do something different than the recorded studio version um because it just like adds something really unique and special to a live performance especially if it's different every live performance yeah um so I really like that about this song yeah, and I'm sure, like, it's fun for them to, like, change it up, you know, because yeah. then it's not the same thing every single night. And um, I know we're going to talk about Zayn not being there but um, later on, but I just wanted to point out that I thought it was really cool that they all, when they were covering Zayn's lines and stuff, um, they made the lines their own. Like, I know Liam changed, like, up how he sung the note, like, um, like compared to how Zane would sing it, mm-hmm. and I think it was, like, really cool that, like, they each made it their own. Yeah, that's a really cool observation, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, good to make it their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they had Liam reading signs, so the signs that did somehow get through to the um, floor, Liam um, read some of the signs, so I'm going to read some of them, too. One of them was, Liam, pants Harry, and Liam was sort of joking about pantsing Harry. Um, it didn't come true, which was sad. I wanted him to, like, do a redo of the best song ever formation, pantsing Harry type thing, um, but I that know. didn't happen. I'm always just so afraid, like, if Harry's not wearing underwear, like, I just, yeah, maybe or if the underwear and, comes like, down. Why. I know, every time I take I off know. my pants, I have to, like, either hold my underwear up or just, like, it comes <laughs> off, you know? Like... I just, yeah. Especially with Maybe such like, tight jeans. I know. I don't understand, like, how that one time he did pants Harry, like, how they didn't come down. We just, no it's honestly, a, like, a miracle of physics, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, then one of them said, I came for Patty, who's Liam's security guard. Uh, one said, Niall, yesterday was my birthday. Tomorrow is yours. Let's celebrate tonight. And then Liam was sort of like, ooh, but I don't think the person yeah, meant it, so it in, funny. like, uh, a sexual way. I think they meant it, like, in a let's celebrate during the concert tonight, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, one of them said, Liam, I love you. One of them, which was funny, ha- said, Harry, the Packers have got nothing on the Patriots. And because um, Harry's uh, an avid Packers supporter. And mm-hmm. Harry responded by saying, that's because they don't put air in their balls which <laughs> was a really funny and quick, witty comeback. Um, yeah, very controversial. Very I'm surprised controversial. he wasn't, like, thrown out of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Are, where are the Patriots from? Um, New England. I don't know where they, like, I don't know where the home stadium is, but I think it's Gillette. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, definitely controversial to be, for being at Gillette. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, it was funny. And then one of them said, Harry, may I please have a hug? And then Harry gave her a wave. One of them said, I'm 1DAF, which Liam liked. Uh, um, but then said, you're too young to be saying that. Yeah, and then, like, the entire crowd, like, screamed at 1DAF. Because yeah. it was just like, you know, yeah. we are all. <laughs> we are 1DAF. <laughs> um, yes. And then... Liam, one of them said, Liam, you are my fave hairstylist, and I think this is in response to him um, putting Instagram photos of him braiding Sophia, his girlfriend's hair. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then one of them said, Harry, we have fallen harder for you than you fall on stage. And, like, Liam turned to the uh, big screens and was like, and we have replays of that, but then they didn't actually have replays. But it was still funny. (laughs) Um, I would love to see them have replays. I know, that'd be funny. So I, I like that they do those sign reading things. I think it's a cool way to connect with the audience. 
Um, it was good. Yeah. Then they sung Ready to Run. And, like, before when Liam was introducing the song, and I've rewatched the video numerous times and done that thing where you, like, rewatch a three-second clip again and again to try to hear what he actually says. And even in the yeah. concert, I couldn't tell exactly what he said. But he yeah. either said, this is the last time we're singing it here, like, in the U.S., or the last time we're yeah. singing this song ever. And I feel like because they didn't introduce every song, or they never said anything else about singing the last... This is the last time we're singing it here. It may have been, like, the last time we're singing this song, like, on tour. And I don't know, does that mean they're going to be sticking their new song instead of that song, taking that one out and putting, like, the new single in? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if that's exactly yeah. what he said. But um, Yeah, those are two completely different things. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> and Liam likes this song, so it could have just been, we're singing it the last time here, so let's sing it really loud yeah. or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's what I heard, but um, I know a lot of other people heard ever, so... And if you rewatch it, he says some word that I can't figure out, like, in between, like, two words that, like, is a clarifying word, but I just can't hear it, and I've played the damn thing, okay. like, so many times. I'll have to go rewatch it. Yeah, um, we'll have that link, so if anyone wants to, like, try to discern what he says, <laughs> let us yes. know. Um, mm -hmm. And for this song, I really... Um, I really heard the harmonies, especially with Niall. He sings, like, a lower harmony in this. And I mm -hmm. think it's so... We just... Usually, as a fan, like, you're singing, um, like, the melody or whatever the regular part of it is. But it's... when I think when they're live... And I heard this throughout the whole show. You really get to hear the harmonies a lot better than when you're just listening to the studio version. Which I think is cool, because mm -hmm. you recognize that, you know, it's not... Like, if you've ever, like, sung in a chorus or something, it's not super easy to sing one part when everyone else is singing another part. Um, so, uh, I thought that was cool for this song, especially. Um, and then they sung Better Than Words, and Harry did his famous whale blowhole thing, uh, <laughs> where he, like, fills his mouth with water and then sprays it all out like a whale. Mm -hmm. so that was cool to see live and, and he did it in front of our section yeah that was cool yeah um and then niall did his crotch grab as well during the uh you make me wanna or whatever um yep so that was also nice to see and i love that everyone knows that's coming and again that's a point where everyone screams in the whole crowd just yes. funny swearing and crotch grabbing like we all like scream because it's hilarious and like it's like it's just like what you do it's a custom you know it's what you yep. do at a 1d concert mm -hmm. um so that was a nice song to hear um and then they did louie and niall were talking um and niall was saying that um Gillette Stadium was one of his favorite stadiums in America and he was talking about how a lot of artists aren't doing stadiums and because they don't have like enough people who would come to see them and he was saying we've been doing stadiums for the past two years and it's all because of the fans um, he also said that it was his birthday in a couple of hours and he was really excited to be spending that time at Gillette Stadium and he actually ended up started singing uh, 22 by Taylor Swift and like uh, pretty much everyone in the crowd knows that song so we were all singing along too and Niall was like playing the guitar and we were all singing yeah 22 and it's just really fun 
uh, to feel that it was connection. so cute, and, like, he sung more than I thought he was going to. I thought he was just going to say, like, sing, like, the one line, but, like, he sung, like, a lot, and it was fun, because everyone was singing along. Yeah, and he knew the words pretty well. I mean, he did say, I don't yeah. know the words, but he, like, got a lot of them. I don't know if I would have been able to, I know. like, just do that randomly. Uh, it's easier to sing yeah. when you're, like, singing along to it, rather than just, like, trying to go off your own head. Um, yeah. And then he introduced Don't Forget Where You Belong, which he wrote with McFly. Um, yep. And I think this is one of Niall's favorite songs, and it's definitely one of mine. I know I've listened to it, like, when I've been away at college, and, like, it's reconnected me with, like, being home and stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was really nice. Um, yeah, and I love that song so much. And also, there was a little fan project that went on during this song. Um, um, I don't really know who was responsible for this i think their twitter is like at gillette crew mm-hmm. um i'm not sure individually who they are but they printed out so many signs and i'm sure they had a team of people working on this but they had printed out so many signs it was on every single floor seat and i'm not sure about every other seat but i think you said that it went up all yeah the, when like, i looked the around way, right? the stadium when i looked around it seemed like at least the hundred levels and even further up people were holding signs which is incredible that it was that far spread so props to people who put that together because it was so well done so well done. yeah and the sign said happy birthday happy birthday niall boston loves you and then it put the little like shamrock and a little beer emoji and it was really cute and niall liked it and said um boston i love you too and that kind of thing and i think it's really cool to see just like everyone holding it up because it was legitimately everyone on the floor Mm -hmm. and liam was like oh sick and, like, they actually took the time to, like, read it. They're like, oh, what does that say? Like, when, yeah. I don't know. It was just so, it was incredible to see that many people participating. Um, yeah. And Naya looked very happy and overwhelmed. And, uh, yeah, it just, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, the little finger puppet thing made its first appearance in this song. Liam had, like, this hand puppet finger which was really funny and it was on the big screen it was like a little hand that was on his finger and it just looked ridiculous it was so funny i was dying because like where did he even get that whoever like threw that on stage is like a genius because it's like one of those tiny things that like wouldn't hurt them Mm -hmm. and it just like such a random thing and like he was just like bopping along to the music and it was honestly so funny i don't know why i haven't seen any gifs or like photos of that because it was honestly hilarious it really was and it made an appearance in the next song little things as well um yeah So, Little Things happened, and again, this is one of those songs that people know so well that they know when the boys are going to say certain things, Um, like when Niall says, when Niall's doing his solo and he goes, you sing, Um, and then the fans start singing, everyone knows he's going to say you sing, so you could hear everyone say, you sing. Um, Yeah, it was so cute. It really was. And like the lights lighting up the stadium, everyone had their lights out. Um, yeah, it was so beautiful. Was really like, I was beautiful. just looking behind me, and honestly, it was such an like, amazing sight to just see, like, how it was, like, I don't know, it was honestly just, like, a night full of stars. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just, like, looks so beautiful, and it was just so cool to see how, like, it joins everyone together, but, like, you can see, like, the individual lights, and yeah. I just think it's so cool. Oh, that's such a nice, like, individual but togetherness. Yeah. Um... And then also Lilo were being adorable during this. Uh, Louie and Liam were fooling around with the finger thing again. And, like, Liam, just the entire show, there was a lot of Lilo going on, um, which was really funny. 
Um, yeah, and I'm not sure if this. I think it was this um, song where Le- uh, Louis put his no Liam put his hand on Louis's shoulder and then Louis like brushed it off and then like looked at his shoulder and like looked disdainfully and like pretended to like to, like dust some dirt off his shoulder. I didn't. I see think it was that. little things. Oh my god! You didn't. No. Oh my god! It was so funny because like obviously he was joking, but it was really funny. Oh, that's so cool. I love them. They're so silly together. Yeah, they really are. Uh, and then at the end, when the fans were singing it, Harry kept going, louder, 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 scream it. And by the end, literally, yeah. we were all, like, screaming. And all these yeah. little things or whatever. And it was so loud. Yeah. Like, so good. Because <laughs> um, that's a song that's been around for a while. Like, everyone knows it. It's uh, just still such a great song. Um, and then they did Night Changes. And for this song, it always makes me think of Zayn. I don't know why, like, specifically. I guess, like, in the music video, I think of, like, his part. And I think a lot of, um, just the lyrics reminded me of Zayn. Uh, like, when it came out, I just thought of Zayn and, like, his experiences, I guess. And, um, like, with his younger sisters or with his girlfriend at the time. Or fiancé at the time. Um... So, like, it reminded me of that, but what did you think of Night Changes? Oh, I love Night Changes, and I think it was really cool to hear it live. And I think they were at the catwalk, right, so we couldn't really see them? Yeah, I think so. So that was sad, but it was still good to hear. Yeah, and I loved hearing um, Liam's, like, the high ooh-ooh-ooh-ooh-ooh's he does, um, which always yeah, sounds it was so amazing. nice, and it was sounded really nice yeah. live. He's really good at that. Yeah. Um, and then they sung 18, uh, and I really heard the harmonies again on this one, which are so beautiful. Um, and then the iconic, we took a chance, uh, by Niall, which was fun to hear live. It was so funny. And everyone like screamed that word. Oh, wait, also I have like a funny story about that. Um, or just about like the whole take a chance thing. Uh Um, when we were waiting in line for the bathroom, like the porta potty or whatever, um, there was a mother and her daughter, and there was, like, a porta potty that was, like, they weren't sure if it was open or not, and, um, uh, the daughter, like, turned to her mom and said, I'm gonna go check if it's open, I'm gonna go take a chance, and, like, her mom was like, yeah, go take a chance, and it was really funny, <laughs> I just, like, love when, like, moms just, like, know what's up. Yeah, you know they've discussed it, like, <laughs> yes. take a chance, um, that's fun, and I love that's a thing in the fandom now. Yeah. Um. That was nice. And I like the setup that they do for this one, because a lot of them, they're moving around for a lot of the songs, which is really good, because you hit more people. But for 18, they stand, like, up back on the stage, and, like, they have um, their mics on the ground, like, stand-up mics. So uh, I think it's a nice change. Um, yeah. For that one. And then it was No Control. And Liam introduced the song while Louie went and peed. Um, and he talked about the No Control Project and how the fandom came together for that and how awesome it was. Um, and then greatness pretty much happened and No Control was sung live and it was awesome. And oh my god, I like cannot believe that like that was seen in front of my eyes. Also, Harry was on our side for that part and just like jamming out. And I was like, wow, like honestly, heaven has like graced us <laughs> with this. And, like, it was, like, raining at that point still, and Mm -hmm. I was, like, honestly, I feel reborn at this point. Like, honestly, I've 
been baptized by One Direction <laughs> and no control. Yeah, and I gotta say, Niall sounded so sexy, like, opening that song. His <laughs> voice goes, like, I don't know, it's just, like, so, I don't know. It just sounded really yeah. nice. Um, yeah, I, like, told Caitlin, like, um, every time, like, well, I've only been to two One Direction concerts, but, like, every time after a concert, I come like out of it loving Niall even more so than I already do mm-hmm. and like I love Niall a lot but like wow seeing him in person I just like he's incredible yeah he really um, is. he's gorgeous he's talented he's adorable like wow what a guy mm-hmm. um and I think it was just so cool because the whole crowd loves this song as well so you could feel that energy um everyone super excited for no control and yeah. it was just such a jam. And then Louis also made a little speech at the end uh, talking about No Control and the project as well, which was nice. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, I really wanted to hear him talk about it because it was so much about yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Um, so I was a little bit sad when Liam introduced it, but then I was really happy that Louis then talked about it in the end as well. Yeah, same. Um, so then they did Drag Me Down right after No Control. They talked about saying, oh, here's our new single, Who Knows It or whatever. Um, and it, yeah. it was, like, such a good vibe, because those songs are, like, such, like, pump-up songs, and, like, everyone loves them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were farther away for this one, but it was still really good. Um, yeah. And it, I totally forgot they were singing this song, and I was like, what? What new single? I thought they were, like, <laughs> releasing a new single, like, right there. I'm like, um, please. Oh, my like, God. We but then it was like, Drag Me Down. Died. Passed out. Yeah, but still, Drag Me Down was so fun mm-hmm. live, and I'm really happy that I got to hear it live. Yeah, and, and it made me realize again, like, we have a whole nother album to look forward to that is just, yes. like, gonna be incredible. Because now Drag Me Down's been out for a while, and I just, like, oh, it's a One Direction song. But, like, it's part of a new album that's coming out. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Um, yeah, exactly. And we only had one song off that, off that entire album. Yeah, and like, it's probably going to be huge. Their albums usually have, like, 20 songs, something crazy. Um, hopefully. Yeah, so I'm really excited. And the beat yeah. dropping was just epic, and everyone was ready for it. We were all just jamming, and yeah, Louis' No Body, No Body was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry's notes at the end when he does all those riffs live he just is so good and everyone like knows them so everyone's singing along to all like the little riffs it's so weird how your voice box like knows which notes like how to get those exact notes that he's doing I mean not perfectly on pitch and whatever but like to do <laughs> those like jumps that he's doing uh, when he does I think it's crazy and like the whole crowd really was singing like those parts rather than like the other parts I think um which was fun. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, so that was excellent. Um, and then they did Diana. And at first, I was kind of like, oh, like, um, this isn't, like, I wouldn't pick this song over, like, Strong or Happily, which they got rid of off the set, off the set list. Oh, yeah. um, but then, like, a lot of really cool things happened during this song, and it made me just, like, be like, oh, this song was awesome. Um, because during this song, Harry ran with a rainbow flag down the catwalk, and Kara and I just, like, caught the very tail end of it, because there were, like, people in our way, and we weren't near the catwalk, but, like, I was, like, hitting Kara, like, oh my god, he's running with the rainbow flag, because we were hoping that he was gonna do it again, because he's been doing it recently at, like, the past number of concerts, so especially after the Liam article, we really wanted him to run with the rainbow flag or wrap it around his shoulders, and he ended up doing that. Yeah. Um, And the crowd literally went wild for that. Yeah. So 
that was cool to see the support not only from Harry but also just like that the crowd gets so excited by that Um, yeah definitely and I thought it was interesting that it happened during Diana because a lot of people predicted that this song when it came out was about supporting fans that were struggling with either depression or um, something else where they were trying to say like we support you we're going to be there for you so the significance of them having the rainbow flag saying like during Diana I thought was really interesting and I tried to look up other um, shows that he did do the rainbow flag carry during and there was another one that I found that was during Diana another one that was Mm -hmm. during best song ever but um, I wonder if he knows doing it during Diana or just happens that a couple of them been have been during Diana but um, I like even though he might not have significance I think it adds a layer of significance doing it during that song yeah I agree I feel like um, there's a lot of songs that like definitely can be interpreted um to being about the fans and I think Diana is definitely one of them and I think when the first time I heard it that's definitely what I thought of so I think it's really cool that he did that during that like during Diana mm-hmm. um during this Louis was also stealing Liam's hat and that was another side note <laughs> um, and then they did what makes you beautiful and this was just classically amazing as usual um during the Harry solo formation, which used to be like a triangle, but now since Zane's left, they just line up. Um, but during this, they were all like posing, sort of looking off into space as if they were cool, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, and then Louis, I think, sprayed Liam and Harry with um, silly string silly as well, spring. which they were doing string, throughout yeah. the whole show as well. Yeah. Um, but I love this because everyone knows what makes you beautiful, so it gets the crowd really going. Yep. Um, and then there, Harry made a beautiful speech, which was probably, like, the highlight of the concert for me. Um, me too. He said, Here at One Direction, we like to celebrate love in all forms. Love is love. And um, we believe that love is something that should be celebrated with open arms. So when there is some sort of celebration, we want to celebrate because it's a celebration. Which at this point, I was like, okay, Harry, like, stop while you're ahead. (laughs) (laughs) We like to celebrate because it's a celebration. I know. (laughs) Um, But and then he said, does anybody know Sandy Beals? And um, Sandy Beals is the bass player. And he was sort of mocking Sandy for... um, his bass playing skills and he started talking about Sandy getting married and um to a real life woman and he was being I don't know the whole speech is really funny um like teasing Sandy he's like Harry's like actually a really funny person and not just like stupid funny but actually like witty smart funny you know which I don't think he gets credit for I think Louis gets a lot of credit for being the funny one and Harry's sort of the goofy one but Harry's actually funny funny as well like you know not just stupid goofy funny which is also funny um, I know, wow, I just, like, I was telling Caitlin, like, I would go to, like, Harry's stand-up, even if I was, like, the only one there, and he was just, like, telling jokes, <laughs> but, like, honestly, um, I would, like, I think Harry's so funny, and, like, I always, like, um, just, like, like to give him flack for just, like, because I love him so much, but I honestly think he is actually funny. Yeah, he really is, um, and so, but let's talk about, before he started talking about Sandy, let's talk about his speech. What did you think of his love speech? 
Um, I wasn't expecting it, and honestly, me and Caitlin were, like, grabbing each other, because <laughs> we're like, what the heck? Like, this is, like, the best. Like, uh-huh. it, I can't even, like, comprehend, like, I can't, um, explain in words, like, how we felt during this. Uh-huh. And the um, whole crowd was, like, dying, I think. Yeah. Like, we were yeah. all so excited, because, like, coming after that interview, Harry must, like, there's no way One Direction didn't know what was going on at, with the Liam interview. Yeah. I mean, it was everywhere. It was what all the fandom could talk about, of, like, a lot of people feeling hurt from what Liam had said and feeling like, you know, they weren't being supportive. And that's why everyone was trying to, you know, be really rainbowy at the concert. But to have Harry, like, say this, even though he connected it in the end to Sandy getting married, it was so clearly uh, a response to what had happened and showing his support in a much more, like, explicit way saying love is yeah. love and we celebrate love and in all forms of love with open arms and all this type of stuff where he was definitely it was he he did it in knowledge of what had happened was happening i believe yeah exactly um i think harry's like very good about that that he like acknowledges things in like a very subtle but also explicit way mm-hmm. like it's pretty clear what he meant and, like, yeah. what he was doing in reference to, but he also didn't, like, explicitly say, like, oh, blah, 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 like, in reference to Liam's comments yeah. in, like, the article. Yeah. So I think it was, like, really great of him to say. And also I want to mention that um, 1D Fan Gives is um, going to make a bracelet with part of Harry's speech on it um, for charity, and they're actually running a, um, a poll, I guess, of, like, um, so you can vote on, like, which part of the speech you want, like, on the bracelet. And so I'll leave it in the show notes because I think it's really cool. And I'm definitely going to um, buy one of those. Yeah, it's it's 1D... What is it? It's a Tumblr? Um, 1D Fan Gives. I'm not sure. Or 1D Fans Give. I'll definitely link it. Um, I'm sure I'm you sure can it's Google a it as well or something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, we'll link it. So go vote on that um, and buy a bracelet. Is it the money going to charity? Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Um, So then, as the speech carried on, Harry started asking who in the crowd was getting married and not getting married, and he was joking about everyone being single Pringles, which was really funny, Um, and he was making fun of a couple in the crowd. I love when he, like, makes fun of people in the crowd. It's hilarious. Um, I know. And then he was asking people to clap to his beat, and he was, like, doing a clapping beat. And then he was like, I am very proud of that clap. Was a very manly clap. Was the most masculine thing I've done all year, that clap. Uh, which is just so funny because he is, like, mocking himself about, like, he knows he's not, like, one of those macho guys or whatever. Like, he just, he's sort of, like, playing around with the gender roles and mocking it and acknowledging it and turning it into humor. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is just really funny. Yeah, I think that's, like, what... Um me and Caitlin definitely love about him is like he's very um cognizant of that kind of thing and like makes fun of it and just like doesn't really care like what he does and like if it's deemed masculine or manly or whatever yeah um and so he was like basically like joking about it yeah because like the clap was the manliest thing he's done just funny (laughs) um yeah and then he also said that he would want everyone in the crowd to do what makes them happiest in the world and he was, like, he was doing that classic, like, you're not going to do it because I've asked you. You're going to do it because you're a bunch of very nice people. Um, 
And he ended up dedicating Through the Dark, which was the next song, to a little girl in the crowd named Miley. And she literally was the cutest girl ever. She had the cutest smile. I don't know if she was, like, missing a tooth or something or there was, like, a gap in her teeth. And she was, like, being carried by her mom. She was so cute. Go watch just for this cute little girl. Um, Yeah. And, like, she, I think, um, she had, like, a breathing tube, I think, in her her neck or something. Uh I'm not really sure, like, what that was for, but... Um, it was just so cute, and, like, I honestly had to keep it together. Like, I almost completely, like, started bawling during this song, because, like, whenever it went to her, and she just got so happy every single time, like, the camera went on her face, Mm -hmm. and she was just, like, so happy, and, like, singing along the words, like, that's just so cute. Like, she was so young, and she knew all the words. Yeah, and she was put up on the big screen, and every time, like, she saw herself on the big screen, she, like, had a freak out. It was adorable. I know. It was so cute. I, like, honestly thought I was gonna be sobbing but I somehow held it together and she was just yeah it was really really cute I guess like did they meet her backstage maybe before the concert because he knew her name and he like knew where she was and stuff yeah I'm sure yeah so uh that was adorable and it made through the dark um have so much more meaning and like the the message of that song and um, I know it just it was so cute and Niall also sounded so good on this song um Mm -hmm. I just had to point that out but uh yeah this was it was really it was a nice moment um and he kept harry kept coming back to the girl during the song which was nice i know uh and then they did um girl almighty which liam introduced and said it was his favorite song and it was incredible to hear live um it's one of our favorite songs and just to hear that live and to feel the energy and you know to hear your favorite artist singing it was really awesome yeah it was really really cool and harry actually got down on his knees at one point they were on the catwalk so they were farther away but i could see um he got on his knees for the i get down on my knees which they don't always do so it's fun to have that um happen Mm because i think i think they should get down on their knees during the song you know Mm -hmm. um and then Harry talked to an old lady in the crowd. Um, yes, it was really great. <laughs> and he started off with saying, like, excuse me, you there or something. I would guess you're 34. And she's clearly a lot older than 34. She's like an old lady. Um <laughs> And he started talking to her about her past concert experiences, asking what her first concert was, which was the Beach Boys, what her second concert was, which was the Beatles. And then he was like, if anyone wants to take a seat, uh, this could take a while. What was your third concert? And he was just kind of joking. But, like, his humor there, again, like, it's, it's like, underappreciated. Very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she was, the old lady was saying that this was the best concert um, out of all of the ones that she'd been to. Uh, They were just kind of joking around. Um, Yeah. And at one point he said, I saw you looking at me at the start of the show, or winking. I'm not sure if it was looking or winking. I thought it was winking. That's what I thought. And then I rewatched the video, and it sounded like looking. But I heard during Uh, the show winking, and I've heard the interpretation of winking. So maybe it was winking. He said, I saw you Mm. winking at me during the start of the show. Don't stop. I really like it. And the way that he (laughs) says it, you have to watch him, this don't stop, I really like it. It's just funny, like the... The tone of his voice and how he says it um, was just added to it. Um, yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to sing some more songs before I start crying. Kidding, I'm not going to start crying. Did you hear my clap? Someone who manly claps like that doesn't cry. 
Um, <laughs> so, again, him being silly and ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that he interacts, like, on a more personal level with different people in the audience. Because not only is it special for that one person or the people around them, but it just adds, like, for the rest of us to see, like, it's adds something to for the rest of us, too. Because, you know, the person gets shown on the big screen and we, like, become a part of it as well. Yeah, also, um, before Girl Almighty, I, I just realized this, Liam was asking some people, like, individual people, like, pointing them out and asking, like, what was your favorite song and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I thought that was really cool, because he literally, like, pointed to people and, like, were interacting with them, too, mm-hmm. and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, like, the person he asked said Girl Almighty, he's like, oh, don't say that, like, um, that's gonna ruin the surprise, like, what's coming next or whatever, mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, so then was, it was Story of My Life, and this was the last song before the boys go off, before they come back on for the encore, and Story of My Life is, like, one of my favorite One Direction songs, um, and I love hearing it live, I love Harry's voice and his tone, uh, for the chorus, um, and Louie at this point was trying to put a pirate hat on Liam, and they started, like, fake rowing in a boat, um, again, more Lilo interaction. And Harry's note, uh, change on Frozen, is just really nice to hear live when he changes mm-hmm. that. So go watch those videos for his note change. Um, did you think this was a good song to end on before the encore? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, me too. Because um, it's not as, like, jammy, hardcore as, like, maybe Girl Almighty would be ending. But it's not the last song, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then the boys went off, and everyone's sort of uh, in the stadium. Not that many people scream, which I think is kind of sad that, like, it's... Because I think back in the day, like, people would scream, 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 and then some they would come out again if there was, like, enough screams. Now it's just sort of expected that people will come out. But, like, I wish, yeah. like, everyone would scream to get that energy going. I know people started stomping for us, which was really cool. Everyone in the stadium started stomping, which was cool to hear. Um, yeah. But I think, like, everyone should scream. But then you don't want to be the only rando screaming in your, like, group. <laughs> um, so then no one end up screaming. But... Yeah, I feel like in, in general, like, people don't really, I think in every concert, like, I remember when I was younger, like, I like I used to think that, like, because we screamed, the people came back and did an encore, but now I realize that, like, it's just, like, a, a thing that people do. Yeah, but it started um, out, like, that it wasn't, but now it's so, like, now every person has an encore. It's just natural. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I wish people would scream to get them back on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the encore started with um, Niall talking about how a group of fans had got gotten together and bought him a guitar for his birthday which is way incredible like i know i didn't even hear about this this is amazing it's so crazy um yeah i don't know if it was a fan project or just like a group of friends or something that got him a a a guitar but he would seem really excited about it and like having that and gonna play it um yeah so that was cool and then they played you and i which was the song that there was a fan project called The Rainbow Wave, um, and it was um, a project that was set up by a couple people. Like It was with Rainbow Direction, but I don't know if it was Rainbow Direction's idea. Maybe it was suggested, uh, suggested but um, it was passed around on Twitter and Tumblr, and Karen and I both knew about it. 
which was during you and I, um, every section of the stadium had a different rainbow color that they were supposed to light up their phones with. And I don't think, I I went into it thinking like it's not that widespread. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people participating. But I was actually shocked by how many people were holding up the color of their section. And I think maybe you wouldn't have noticed it if, um, like, you didn't know about the fan project going on. But I think more importantly, people who did know about it going on, which were probably most people, the people who maybe felt hurt by the article or people who wanted that support, and as as well as, like, a lot of other people, like, you could definitely tell there were enough lights where you could feel that support from individuals. And it was more like feeling support from other people in the fandom, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I was I was surprised, too, like, how many more people there were. I thought it was going to be, like, three people. But, like, you could definitely see if you were looking for it. You could find it. And also, yeah. I think that um, it's still going on at, on the UK tour. Um, people are trying to get that going again. And I think that might be even more successful because they have had longer to, like, spread it and get uh-huh. the word out. So, I think that'll be, be cool. so cool um, if, it's, if it happens for every concert on you and I. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the boys will notice more. Um, because when it was happening, yeah. I saw Harry sort of, like... I, I couldn't tell if he noticed or if he saw. He was, like, pointing to people in the audience, I know. Um, and, like, yeah. blowing kisses more. And, like, I saw him talking to people. Um, yeah. But I wasn't sure if he could see. But um, I actually read a um, on Tumblr a fan's take of the the rainbow wave during the concert and I wanted to read it on the show because I thought it was really interesting Um, this was Mm -hmm. from Corey Lanham or yeah and that's C-O-R-I Lanham L-A-N-N-A-M we'll link it um, on Tumblr and they said um, that the best part of the concert was during you and I when we did the color lights rainbow fan action Uh, and they said and let me tell you it was incredible I don't know if anyone would have noticed if they didn't know what to look for but as I looked around the stadium I saw so many brightly colored lights in every section I had been kind of afraid there wouldn't be many but there were so many I was blown away but the most incredible thing came a minute or so in when Harry was up at the front of the B stage at the far left microphone he twisted around and stared directly at me as I waved my blue light lighted phone in the air he kept looking at me when and then pointed right at me then he pointed at me again like he was really trying to make sure he had my attention when I smiled at him he pointed at my phone and gave me the thumbs up before turning back around um, and this person also had a previous, I think, interaction with Harry during the show. Um, so that's why they were, um, they really thought that he did uh, see the phone um, and see what was happening. And I wouldn't put it past Harry to have seen it because yeah, um, it was pretty, it, like, uh, although it wasn't like everyone doing it, there were a, a lot of people doing it. Um, yeah. So I really hope he did see. Uh, and I think this is such yeah. a cool interaction that this person experienced. Um, yeah, and I think that if um, it continues to happen, the boys will definitely notice, and I feel like Harry especially will definitely notice. Yeah. And I feel like Harry probably creeps around on Twitter, maybe, and he might have seen, like, that, yeah. um, the pic, the picture of, like, um, the sections and the rainbow sections, like, mm-hmm. you know. Because it so was going around. That. as uh, It wasn't so widespread, but it was going around a lot. And if you were, like, looking into just Rainbow Direction and reading the response that Rainbow Direction had, which I'm sure, I mean, based on the speech he made earlier, he knew what was up. I wouldn't put yeah. it, I, like, would think that he may have seen it. Um, yeah. Because I think he cares about that stuff, so he would look into it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so then it was um that we sang happy birthday to Niall or Neil as they called him <laughs> and the whole concert sang and Niall was sort of like I was wondering what took you guys so long to like I thought you were going to sing earlier because I guess like they don't tell him when they're going to sing but he expected them to sing because his birthday was the day after the concert um yeah and uh, Harry actually got down on his knee for Niall, and then Louis was pinching his nipples. And I think Liam called him Sexy Niall at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Liam did a whole bunch of, like, fun runs in the Happy Birthday song. Um, mm-hmm. And it ultimately ended in a big group hug, which was really nice to see. Because, like, it, you recognize that, like, the boys are going through this together and that, that this is their last U.S. show together and they're feeling something like that we can't even feel you know as fans but the four of them feel it together um yeah and also um, I was talking to Caitlin about this like um you know how you feel like uncomfortable like when your friends or your family like sings happy birthday to you can you mm-hmm. imagine like how uncomfortable it would be to have 70,000 people singing happy birthday to you because like he was just like standing there like looking at, like he was trying to like look around and like laugh like sort of uncomfortably and uh-huh. it was like really funny it's always like, awkward you never know what do. to do like do you like sing along do you smile do you like do the little hand like conducting things do you just like look awkward I hate that feeling like you never know what I to know. do I know. There should just be, like, a, a thing that everyone does that just becomes, like, the new social norm to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so the group hug was beautiful. But then Liam really was, was like, this is a sad moment because we're coming towards the end of the show and everyone kind of got sad. Um, yeah. And he started introducing the next song, saying that this song completely embodies this band because we will never grow up. And then Louis was sort of commenting on Liam's use of the word embody. And um, Liam said, my vocabulary is strong, but inside I am a child. Uh, And he introduced Act My Age, um, which was just so fun to watch and listen to and sing along to because it's just such an upbeat song. And so jig inspiring and uh, it was really nice. Yeah, and Louis and, I mean, not Louis, Liam and Niall did their little dance in the beginning, too, and that was so exciting to see live. Mm -hmm. And I wish we could, I wish Niall's foot wasn't injured so we could see him really jigging around, but... I know. um, He was, like, a bit more subdued, and I think through the whole concert he was a bit more subdued than usual. I don't know if he was, like, more emotional or because of his foot. Um, Yeah, yeah, we definitely were talking about that and how at some points, like, he, he seemed to be the one who was the least... Um, uh, at least hiding his emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, we were talking about how he like closed his eyes and like put his arms out and just like seemed to like he was just trying to like soak it all in, like mm-hmm. soak in the moment. Yeah. And it just seemed like he, I don't know, I like low key expected him to like cry at some points because like he just like looked really like emotional and yeah. Um, yeah, I think out of all the boys, I think that he seemed like the most mm-hmm. um, just like maybe realizing what it meant or maybe just like not maybe the only one who realized what it meant, but, like, the one who just showed that the most. It'll be definitely interesting to watch as the UK tour comes to a close, how the boys react, and if they do show their emotions more. Because you can imagine after five years and, like, this many tours and not a definite plan to get back together after the break, 
um, it would be very emotional, I think. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that um, goes in the next coming months. I think the tour ends mm-hmm. in October. Um, so we'll have to keep watching the live videos to note their reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was such a good jam, and I, I love that song. Um, then they did a thank you to the band, and they, Liam and Harry were sort of joking around with each other. Liam was trying to thank the band, and then Harry was like, no, 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 they don't need that. Many mistakes tonight. Um, joking around how there was, I think there were some technical difficulties, maybe with the piano. He was like, John messed up big time. Harry was saying, oh, he has to be punished. Um, but they were just, like, joking around with the band. Uh, and then the band started playing Suit and Tie, and Liam started singing a little bit, but not that much. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but that was funny. And then Harry was mocking a girl in the audience for zooming in on her phone. And you should go watch this clip, too, because it's really funny. Him, like, imitating her zooming in and scrolling. And he's like, show some decorum, please. And, like, <laughs> decorum, what a word. Like I know, I love that word. Yeah, so... Uh, that was funny. And they were thanking the crew, the parents, grandparents, girlfriends, boyfriends, brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles, cousins. Um, uh, and then Harry continued to mock people in the crowd. Some girl was sleeping. I don't know. Just go watch it. It's really funny. Um, and then also Harry, I I feel like we're talking so much about Harry, but he does interact so much with the fans and does a lot of, um, like talks a lot. I think more than any of the other boys. Liam did talk quite a bit, but... Harry does more, like, individual fan interaction. Um, yeah. And says, like, funny things. He was telling people to drive safely when they leave. And he was like, wear your seatbelt. Um, and then he was like, make some noise for seatbelts, everyone. Like, they... I know, that was so <laughs> They so save people's lives. And I was like, yes, yes. seatbelts. Wear your seatbelts. I know. And mm-hmm. I just felt it because I'm all about the seatbelts. On the way to Boston, I was on, like, one of the big mega buses, And, like, no one wears the seatbelts on those, but I was like, gotta put my seatbelt on. And, (laughs) like, I feel so awkward, but I'm like, I'd rather wear my seatbelt if we got in an accident and have it on than not have it on just because I wanted to look, like, cool or something. I don't know. So Uh, true. But I appreciated Harry saying that. And then the boys went into Little White Lies. And Liam had put on a banana hoodie, which was one of the greatest outfits I've ever seen. It wasn't like a banana costume. It was like a banana hoodie. Uh, and yeah, it was so random. <laughs> I didn't even like see him put it on. I just looked over and he was just like, yeah, wearing it. I was like where did you get that from? <laughs> like, he just honestly like it get, just came out of nowhere. It was so funny. I love that people throw random crap up on the stage like that. I know, and I love that, like, Liam always, like, he, I feel like he's the one to, like, wear all those costumes. Mm-hmm, he indulges it. Yep. Um, and during this song, uh, Louis and Liam were shooting each other with, or Louis was filling up a water gun and shooting the audience and shooting Liam. Um, and, yeah, what did you think of the song? I feel like we talked so much about things going on in the song. What did you think of Little White Lies as a song? I thought it was fun, and I thought that they were only going to do, like, two or three um, encore songs, but the fact that they did, they did four was, like, really mm-hmm. cool, and I like that they did Little White Lies, because it's also a jam, mm-hmm. and it's, like, fun to dance to and sing to, so. Yeah, I know I've, I've read the set list before, but I hadn't in a while before our concert, so, like, I didn't remember everything, um, so the, definitely the encore was, um, like, a surprise to me, like, which songs they were gonna sing and stuff, too. 
Um, yeah, I thought they were going to end on this one, but then they transitioned into Best Song Ever, which is the last song. Yeah, and then they did Best Song Ever, um, which was very good. It's I think it's a really nice song to end on. There's a lot of that fans knowing when to like come in with the extra little things, you know, said yeah. I had a dirty mouth, you got a dirty mouth, or whatever. Like, we all know when like those yeah. things happen. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that was fun. And Harry was running around with an American flag, putting it over his shoulders. Um, someone in the crowd threw him a jersey, and he like threw it up, um, like up by the band to like like showing that he was keeping the jersey. Yeah, um, which was and cool. also Harry was wearing a um, like had a little like American flag handkerchief thing yeah. in his back pocket the entire show, and um, I feel like. Uh, maybe it was for like uh, remembrance of nine eleven, or maybe because of it's like the last American show. I'm sure oh maybe gosh, it was like a bunch yeah. of those things. There was, there, yeah. yeah, I think that it could have been nine eleven. That's so true because he did yeah. tweet about it. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get into all their outfits too uh, at the end when we oh, go yeah. through the boys. Um, but yeah, I really like that little handkerchief he had. Yeah, um, and then. After, sort of in between, like, the last line of Best Song Ever and, um, like, where they, I don't know, they run around thanking the crowd. And it was weird because, like, I knew, oh, this is the last time, like, Liam's going to come up here or Harry's going to come up to our end, so I better, like, soak it in or whatever. Um, I know. Because I was like, this could be the last time I see them live, depending on not if they tour again. (laughs) Like, God. (laughs) I know. So I was, like, taking it in. I was. I really thought at this point they might slip because it was pretty wet, um, but they didn't. Yeah, uh, which was good. And they like really try to hit all the points of the stage and like thank everyone, which I really like because um, then you feel yeah. more personalized, which I think is a big part of One Direction concerts. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was so good, and the song ended with a huge group hug, and they were sort of shuffling in a circle. And Niall was grabbing Harry's bum at one point. And <laughs> so two group hugs, which was, f- like, for the, um, in the concert, which was nice to see. Yeah. And they just sort of spun off in a circle and then ran, ran away. Um, yeah. I thought they were going to fall at some point. I thought they were all going <laughs> to tackle each other. It was very awkward, their little shuffle spin walk. I loved it. Thing. Yeah, but it was really nice because they are besties and... You know, it means something to them that this is the last uh, concert on the U.S. tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was so good. The concert was incredible. Um, yeah, it really was amazing. It truly was. So let's now go through some of the things that we weren't able to put in order with the songs. I tried to be as cohesive as I could, but there was stuff that I couldn't find where it went. Um, so yeah. why don't we start with Harry and like just their overall like attitude of like their performance their as a performer like what they were doing um, and then extra things that they did that didn't get put in there um, yeah well so the first thing I wanted to just mention before we forget because I don't know what song it happened in but Harry got hit in the head again yes oh my god yeah and I don't know where, where, like, it was on our side, too. And mm-hmm. don't worry, it wasn't us. Um, yeah. We were really horrified. And it looked like it hurt him so bad because he was, like, rubbing his head and, like, saying ow. And he was, like, mm-hmm. singing during that time. Like, I don't understand. Like, I get so angry about this. Like, you would pay money to sit on the floor and then hit him with something. Like, I and don't it understand. it seemed like, like it I, was hard. Whatever they hit yeah. him with. 
And it looked yeah, like it, was it really up, hurt. Man. And we got scared that he wasn't going to come back to our side because of that. Yeah. I was like, way to ruin it for the rest of us. But And, like, I was worried that, like, his... I don't even understand. He's gotten hit in the head so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I don't so understand. It's so dangerous. Like, like, those flying really objects is. to the head. If you hit your temple, especially, that could be yeah. very damaging. Yeah. And I just don't understand, like, the fact that they do concerts. Like, we're so, like, lucky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just, like, it's just scary. Like, yeah. I feel like other artists must feel scared that, like, they mm-hmm. might get hit with something. Mm-hmm. Um we don't, don't need any so amnesia upset. fix coming true. <laughs> I know, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, please don't throw things. Don't throw thing at, things at the boys. If you throw something on stage, do it when they're not there. You know, don't hit yeah. them in the head. You can aim so that you don't hit them directly in the head. Yeah, and he was just like so gracious about it, and like didn't even like say anything. I just don't understand. Like he's such like he's too kind for his own good. He really is. Um, I just like I hope he put some ice on it. Yeah, I think this whole, uh, the whole concert really just proved to me, like, what a beautiful person Harry is, from his speech, to him interacting, like, one-on-one with the fans, to his crazy, silly dance moves, to him not caring about gender roles and whatever. I think he's actually a very good role model, um, and a good person, And, and funny and silly, which is so nice to see. Yeah. Um, I know some of his classic things would be, like, holding the whole microphone stick out to fans <laughs> so that they could sing. Um, I always feel yeah. like the microphone's going to, like, fall out or something, but it doesn't. I know. I'm like, I wouldn't want that thing hitting me. Um, <laughs> yeah. He also dumps water on the audience a lot, uh, like, throwing his water bottles out at the audience or just throwing yeah. water out at them. Um, and then he did at one point the thing where he gets the crowd to moan and say like, oh yeah, oh yeah, or whatever. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about that. So I don't know where that came in, but that was at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I saw, and I didn't completely see it during the concert, I saw part of it, um, but he was dancing, like facing Kala Rund, who I think was filming, um, he was like dancing into him and like pretending to take off his shirt at one point which really yeah like I didn't see the taking off the shirt I just saw the dancing in when we were at the concert um but I thought that was really funny and then you saw maybe a new tattoo Kara oh no that's wrong I looked it up um it's definitely not new um (sighs) I thought like the words above his ship were new but they're definitely old because I was looking at old pictures and I'm like oh never mind what are the but words like, above thought, his ship what, are, what does it say it says something like can I say or can I stay or something like that oh, okay. um but it just like it looked new to me I don't know like it was darker and also he like ho- like um kept pushing up that one sleeve and not the other one mm-hmm. and I'm like are you trying to show us something like I'm confused but mm-hmm. um I don't know I guess it wasn't new I don't know it was weird still his tattoos all looked very nice yep it was weird seeing them in person and be like, wow, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry was wearing a black t-shirt, black skinny jeans, brown suede boots. Unfortunately, he didn't wear his gold boots. Um, I know, was I'm, I was so sad. But he did wear brown suede boots. Uh, and then, like we said, yeah. he had the little flag hanging out of his pocket. Um, yeah. Which, uh, maybe it was a nod to 9-11. That would be something Harry would do. Yeah, it would be. And his hair was down. He didn't do space buns. <laughs> um, he what? He didn't do space buns. Oh, yeah. I know, sadly. Maybe in the UK tour. Yeah, but uh, his hair looked very nice. 
And, and it, like, it kept getting, like, everyone's hair was getting wet from the rain, but it still was nice. I know. It, I don't understand. Like, they still looked perfect, and they were, like, getting rained on, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so overall, I think Harry is just such a performer. He looks like he's loving it the whole time, whether or not he is or not, like, whatever. But he's, he, out of the boys, I would say he's the best, like, interactor with fans and being silly and goofy and really, like, working the stage. He works the stage very yeah. well. I just don't understand. He's constantly doing something. Like, he mm-hmm. he never takes a break. Like, it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Yeah, I don't it's know how crazy. he does it. Yeah. Um, so then moving on to Louis... Um, who was dressed in a black tank top, which was semi-see-through. I could see his, like, mm-hmm. 78 uh, tattoo yeah. through it, which was cool. I was like, I can see your chest tattoo. Oh, my God. Um, I know. What and then, he, yeah, he, he was wearing black jeggings, I would say. I mean, they were so tight, but they looked really stretchy, too. So I don't know what pants they are, but they look nice. Um, but they're definitely mm-hmm. not, like, jeans jeans. Um and then he was wearing Vans, which, Kara, you want to make your little connection there? Yeah, me and him were wearing the same shoes, and I was like, wow, um, Karui is real, so <laughs> I just Karui. want to confirm that. Yeah. Um, Lara. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so he looked very nicely dressed. Um, and his, like, his big, like, interaction on stage is very much with Liam, I think more than anything, and and he like likes to shoot the crowd with water guns, and I think they sort of shoot him, and he shoots them back. Um, he has silly string out, goofing around, um, very much like a teasing sort of prank um, sort of persona on stage. Um, yeah, which was it's fun to watch that interaction between the boys, um, and you can see him like planning out his like strategy to get Liam like. Uh, hiding yeah. where the silly string is or f- taking a water bottle and, f- bottle and filling up his water gun. Um, mm-hmm. So that was fun. And also there was a um, Nui hug at one point where he, Niall and Louie um, hugged and it was really cute. So go watch that gift. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's cute. Um, um, also there was another point where Louie was like whispering in, in um What's his face? Liam's ear. And it literally looks like he was making out with his <laughs> ear. Like, I just, like, I've seen those that in GIFs before. Like, how One Direction has to literally, like, get in each other's ears to uh-huh. be able to, like, whisper. Uh-huh. But, like, it honestly straight up looks like he was making out with his ear. <laughs> well, it's so um, hard to hear. Even, like, you and I, when we're talking, you literally, it's, like, not even worth talking during the concert. We'll just be, like, it's yeah. so hard. I can't imagine, I like, being up there, like, trying to communicate. Yeah. I know. Um, and it's just, like, interesting to me how subdued, like, Louis is during concerts, because I mm-hmm. feel like he's, um, um, more energetic and outgoing and very talkative, but then when he gets on stage, he's just very, like, in the zone, I guess, and yeah. sort of, he doesn't very, talk very much. Yeah, um, he didn't. I think he talked the least out of all the boys. Yeah. Like, the only time I remember because, like, was, like, after No Control, really. Yeah, and, like, when he was like, oh, I'm feeling a bit emotional or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I literally can remember like three times he talked. Yeah. Um, and it was usually in conversation with other boys. Yeah. Um, where Harry's like talking to the crowd. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's like not that one's better than the other. It's just like different. And I yeah. think it's like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. Cause like in, it's interesting to me that like usually it's either Louis or Liam who gives the speeches, like, at award shows. I guess Niall, too. But, like, mm-hmm. Harry never does the speeches. But, like, on uh, concerts, like, it's the total opposite. And, like, Harry's the one who talks the most. 
mm-hmm. um, yeah, which is very is. interesting. Like, yeah, and like in, in interviews too, it's like usually like Niall, Louis, and Liam who talk mm-hmm. the most, but then Harry doesn't. But then on stage, it's opposite. You know, it's I think yeah. it's interesting. I mean, after Harry thanked, what was the award where he said? thank you very much a lot or something <laughs> what that was like one of his thank you speeches thank you very much a lot wow. um oh, after that they were like that. harold you are no longer doing acceptance speeches. <laughs> honestly me as a celebrity though like, yeah. that would be me but it is it's really interesting to point out that harry does more of the talking during the concert but then at other points he doesn't um yeah i wonder if that's just a natural thing or it's something they like talk about or i'm sure it's just more natural yeah yeah. Uh, so then we have Liam, who was wearing black jeans. He, like, had outfit changes during this whole concert. He did. Like, he had, he, like, four outfit changes. He was wearing, like, a white t-shirt with a blue denim jacket or, like, hoodie type thing. And then he also had yeah. a checkered shirt on at one point and a hat. Uh, he had his, like, mm-hmm. black hat thing. Then he had the banana costume on. Costume on. <laughs> And multiple other hats, pirate hats and whatnot. It was there was a lot of costume changes. Um, yeah, it was, it was. I think no one else changed the outfits, but like Liam did. So it's yeah. interesting. I wonder why he did that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and and like Louis, he was doing. He was into the water guns and silly string and like picking up things that fans threw on stage, putting them on. Um, he likes yeah. to do his classic mic flip things. Um, yeah, that's cool. I never understand how so he long. doesn't mess those up. Like, I feel like I, I would know. drop the mic. Or, like, throw it into the crowd accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he never messes up, so props to him. I know. I wonder how many times yeah. it took to practice that. I know. I remember seeing him do it, like, literally in, like, 2012, so it's so cool mm-hmm. that, like, he's kept it going. Yeah. Um, and also, I think that Liam, especially, has, like, such a good mix of, like, interacting with the other boys and the crowd. Yeah, I think so that- true. Yeah, I think that he just, like, does it all, really, um, mm-hmm. and, like, how the other boys have usually, like, one or the other, but I think that he does both, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, because Louis, although he does interact with the crowd, it's more about interacting with Liam and sometimes Niall, but mostly Liam. Yeah. And then Harry doesn't really interact that much with the other boys. Um, it's yeah. more about interacting with the crowd, so it's very true. Liam does both. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think his whole vibe was very good. I think he's a good performer. I think he definitely. has good interaction. Um, and he definitely takes those runs with his voice and, like, does his own thing and mixes up the song. Um, and I think he did a really good job. And yeah, then, so lastly, Niall, who was wearing black ripped jeans, which had, like, rips all the way down the legs. Um, yeah, it wasn't just, like, on the knees or anything. They were, yeah. they were pretty, you know, risque. Yeah, they were. <laughs> um, he was wearing a black t-shirt, and he had one shoe on, which was, like, a sneaker-esque type thing, and then one boot on for his broken, mm-hmm. like, a like a medical boot thing for his fractured yeah. ankle or foot or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, and his, like, legs are so tiny that the boot really just, like, is so <laughs> huge on him. Uh-huh. I find it so funny, like, to see the boys on stage, because, like, their legs look so much, uh, like, more different than I pictured them, I guess, like, in pictures. Like, to see them live, their their bodies just look different, you know, to actually mm-hmm. see um, them. It's very strange. Because, like we said before, like, not a lot of guys in the U.S. wear skinny jeans. So, it's not as, like, I'm not familiar, like, with guys in skinny jeans <laughs> as much. So, it's interesting to see them. Uh, yeah. On the I really liked his jeans, though. I want some of those. Mm-hmm. They were very, they were very cool. 
Um, and then um, him playing the guitar. What did you think about that? I think he's so great. I think he, him and his little like Britney mic and his guitar, I think it's so <laughs> cute. Um, yeah. And I think that he really takes pride in it. And I think he should because it's like really cool that he can like sing and, you know, like interact with the crowd and be playing his guitar. Yeah, I really do think he takes pride in it. He's so, he's so happy. Like he loves, you can see tell how, tell how much he loves like playing the guitar when he's up on stage. And it, it seems so natural for him to have it. Um, yeah. It really does. Uh, so that was cool. And I think, uh, I don't know how much he interacts with the crowd besides the whole birthday stuff, but he does interact with the boys somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, to, like, it, it's not to, like, an extreme level, like, Harry interacting with the crowd, but um, I think he does a He's a good performer. And I think, like we said, he was a little bit more subdued this performance and seemed to really be taking it all in and feeling those yeah. more emotions and showing that, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. And he, he just seems in awe a lot of times. When the crowd is singing really loudly, he seems, like, in awe of what's happening, which yeah. is beautiful to see. Um, so, now I have some random um things to questions to ask um <laughs> I was like what order do you turn up I was reading something else you'd written on the doc at the same time as I was trying to talk which didn't oh, work because okay. I still don't know what it says and I took a long time to <laughs> get my words out um, okay it's fine but anyway uh, I think you hit all the randomness you hit all those points I think so it's all good yeah we did Okay, so let's talk about Zane not being there. Did we notice that he was missing? Um, it's sort of weird because I, I don't know. I feel like it's so normal now mm-hmm. that like I didn't even like go into it being like, oh, I'm gonna miss Zane really. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's been over guess, half a year, you know. Yeah, or like about yeah, half and a it's, year or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it just like seems kind of normal now that it's just like four of them, and um, I didn't really notice like a gaping hole um Mm -hmm. of course I miss Zane because I like Zane but at the same time I think they did a really great job of um making up for it and just taking over his his parts of the song and like making it their own like I said before Mm -hmm. and like I think that we're gonna talk about this like later on but I think that their energy was just like a lot it seemed a lot higher than like Mm -hmm. the concert we went to last year and we we were talking like we don't know if it was because it was like them making it for Zane, or if it was because it was the last, um, the last leg of the, or the last show of the U.S. leg, um, but I think that they really did a great job of just having, like, really high energy. hmm Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't even really think about Zane except for Night Changes, yeah. when it reminded me of him, just because of that song, but even on yeah. the parts where it used to be so iconic, where people would wait for Zane's high notes, I didn't even, yeah. like, wait for them, I wasn't even thinking about it, you know? Like, I know. It, it just, yeah. I, it didn't even really cross my mind, I guess it's been a while since he left, um, and yeah. the boys just did such a good job of, you know, doing, doing their own thing and making the concert their own, so... I didn't really notice it that much. Um, but yeah, yeah I agree. Let's compare this concert to last concert. Last concert, we went to the one um, at Gillette Stadium, the third one that they did at Gillette Stadium last year. Yeah. Um, what? How did you think it compared to this one? So last year, we were um, 
a lot closer in comparison. We were like right near the catwalk mm -hmm. um, on the edge. Well, like we're in the last section of the catwalk. Um, what am I trying to say? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, of course, yeah. Okay. Um, and this this year we were on the edge and we were like in section A1, so we were a bit farther back and not near the catwalk. But I'd say that I think I prefer. Wait, this I thought it was concert. A6. Oh my god! Yeah, we like upper okay, right yeah, hand, like upper right hand corner if you're facing the stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even though we were closer last year, I'd say I preferred this concert yeah. just because I think their energy was so much like higher. And I think that there was all a bunch of new things. I think that like, they definitely interacted with the crowd more. Harry has his own little like sticks that he does. You know what I mean? Like he mm -hmm. has his own little bits that mm -hmm. he didn't have last year. And I yeah. think that, um, I think they're like really now that it's like what their fourth tour, right? I think um, or something so, like yeah, that. Fourth or fifth. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they're really coming into their own and I think they just like have their own little like parts that they play and they really have become like a well-oiled machine and I think that mm -hmm. I think that they definitely did interact with the crowd more this year because I think mm -hmm. I feel like last year they just sort of like ran through through all the songs did some like did some speeches but it wasn't really like um, unique mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that I don't know I just really loved this concert and just so many things happened and like I don't know yeah, I, I feel it. the same way. Like, besides the singing, there were so many more funny points. Like, we've talked about them. There were so many speeches given and funny interactions and a whole bunch of other stuff that, like, people look for in a One Direction concert. You're not just there for, like, straight, strictly the songs. You're there for, like, the whole experience. And I think, and I think like, there was a lot of factors. Like Kara said, this being the last one on the U.S. tour, this being the last U.S show for a while or possibly ever this being Niall's birthday show um you know there's a lot of things that added to that I think probably there were shows similar um on the last tour or other parts of this tour but we just happened to get a really good show this time because last time the show was awesome but this one yeah. was even better you know there were so yeah. many more things that were happening and funny jokes and um there were all, like the the also like with the both the two fan projects that happened it just added to the whole experience um definitely so, yeah i really really liked it. and i like what you said that where they've like really come into their parts and they're a well-oiled machine i definitely agree mm -hmm. with that um so yeah how do you think the boys were feeling during the concert i know we've discussed it a bit and like also after the show like, do you think they went and had, like, a little talk where they were like, wow, guys, that was, like, that was incredible. Last time we were performing for a while here. Do you think they were emotional? I don't know. I just, like, I really don't know. Because um, I guess we don't know that part of them. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure if they're the type to, like, talk over their feelings or to, like, sort of hold it in and just kind of mm -hmm. just go along. So, um, I mean, I'm sure they probably felt it, like, internally. They yeah. probably felt just something different about this show opposed to all the other ones mm -hmm. i could feel um, like niall going like that was sick or something but i don't know if they yeah. got into the more emotional <laughs> aspects with each other or like with their families or just in their own heads they went to vegas yeah. right after too <laughs> that was yeah interesting. okay and i looked up it's like almost a six hour flight from boston to vegas that's crazy i can't imagine like after that like i just wanted to go to bed i don't know how they go out after a concert I don't want to say we were go just on a six-hour plane. There. What? Yeah, yeah. They went on a six-hour plane and then partied right when they got there. That's like, crazy. Dang. I just don't understand. Maybe they slept on the plane and then partied, but, like, yeah. I wouldn't... I would just want to sleep for, like, 12 more hours. Like, they're mm -hmm. they're crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so overall, I think the concert was just incredible, an incredible experience. It was so, I felt so, like, the the fandom, there was so much fandom pride there. Um, I felt like the interaction was great. Uh, The songs were great. The runs and the music and their voices sounded awesome. Um, It was just, I loved it. I had such a good night. And that's definitely going to be one of my favorite nights of my life. Um, Yeah. For sure. And I think the whole, like, thing that we, the whole podcast thing, like, made it even, like, special, too. Because, like, the fact that people, like, came up to us and then we were, like, Mm -hmm. handing stuff out. I think it just, like, made it even more memorable. And um, we met a lot of cool people. And, um when we were going to the state or going to the stadium um we had to take a an uber from the uh what's it called or well we had to take a train there and then an uber there and we met some like cool people that came up to us and like we're because like we were very not subtle and like the fact that we were one direction fans like we were wearing talk direction um shirts and like that we had made in like a a sign Mm -hmm. and so like people like knew that we were probably going to the concert so um two girls that we met were actually from brazil who flew all the way um, to New York, and then came to Boston to go to the show, mm-hmm. um, and it was, like, so cool just, like, meeting them, and, like, um, we met two people from, I think, I think they were from New Hampshire, but they go to school in Boston, mm-hmm. and it was just so cool to, like, bond with them, we were talking about, like, oh, I hope Harry wears, like, white pants and, like, gold boots and stuff, and it was, like, so fun to, like, talk to them. Yeah, and they had actually been at the concert we were at the year previously, and we were, like, pretty sure we were in the same section as them last, last year, yeah. so it was just crazy. Um, to like uh, to get like an interaction of fans with fans and like making new friends, um, and a One Direction yeah. concert is like the perfect place for that. So it was really cool. Yeah, and I feel like I saw a lot of people. I'm not sure if this is like completely true or not, but I saw a lot of people that maybe were just like internet friends, like finally being for the first time. Yeah, I heard it, that was yeah. so cool when we were sitting and yeah. eating. I think it was yeah. like people came up to us and be and with a, I mean behind us thing like oh my god like ran into each other and hugged and like you were like yeah. different than I expected how you would look or you're shorter than I thought you would look yeah like, it, it was just so cool to see people who are friends like meeting up for the first time yeah it was really cool yeah um so like also shout out to all our new um listeners who we got from the concert um definitely write in if you were there or if you've seen like anything like gifts or videos of your favorite parts of the concert that we've missed. I thought it was really interesting also when I was going and re-watching the um, videos because you have one view of the concert, you sometimes mm-hmm. miss a whole lot of things that are going on because there's four boys and tons of different interactions that are happening all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. To, like, watch different perspectives and, like, take in the concert in a new way and it adds, like, a whole new layer to the experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was awesome. And yeah. we're so happy we got to relive it uh, on the podcast. It adds to it. I know. For sure. And I love that, like, now it's, like, frozen in time. So if we ever want to relive it, we can just, like, listen to this. Because I feel like the other concert from last year, like, I don't really remember a lot of details. And it's, uh-huh. like, sad. But now yeah. it's, like, we pretty much recorded this a couple days after the concert. So it's, like, really still fresh in our minds and stuff. Yeah. So it's cool that the podcast is a thing. Yeah, so true. We can share it with our future children. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but not really. Um, yeah, I know, not really. Okay, so now we're actually going to skip feedback this week because the episode is so long. It might be two, two and a half hours. We're not really sure. Um, but... <laughs> Don't worry, we have your feedback, and we have it all written down, but we just don't have time to do it, Um, so we are going to get to that soon, Um, but uh, we're just going to do recommendations for the week and end the show, 
So my recommendation for the week is, I have two. One of them is to go to eladored.tumblr.com, which is E-L-E-A-D-O-R-E-D.tumblr.com, and go check out um, the artwork there. There's one one in particular that I really like, which is a portrait of Harry um, with love winds written on his face in like paint, but it's rainbow colored. Um, and it's just really beautiful, especially with everything that's happened. It's a gorgeous, um, gorgeous picture. So go check out that picture. And then my second recommendation... That seriously is amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, so yeah. People are so talented. I know. Um, and then go check out uh, Lottie, which is Louie's younger sister, her YouTube channel, which just started up. Um, it's called, like, Lottie Video, um, but you could just search, like, what you can search it, and we'll have it linked. But um, she does makeup tutorials, um, which is really cool, because she's Mm -hmm. been um, touring with One Direction and helping Lou Teasdale with makeup and all that type of stuff, and I think that's what she wants to do eventually. So yeah, go check that out. Okay. Um, So my recommendation this week is to check out um, Tune Muses, and they have a Twitter, they have a blog, uh, and they have eight tracks, and basically what it is is they... um, come out with a new playlist every Monday and there's three of them um they have like these cool code names so like I told them um it sounds like you're getting um playlists like from like a secret agent so it's like really (laughs) cool um and they have like really cool taste in music and I think it's like awesome because um when we fall like I followed them and Caitlin followed them and they said that they were like um listeners of our podcast and it's just really cool um, because they have, like, such an eclectic music taste, and, Mm -hmm. um, like, they, it varies from, like, classic rock to, like, One Direction and, like, Little Mix, so I think, um, I've been listening to, like, some of their playlists, where they have two out right now, and they're really, really fun to listen to, and, like, everyone loves getting new music, and I think playlists are a great way to do that, and they're also going to be having a, um, a podcast every fourth Monday of the, of the month, I think, so that's going to be cool, they haven't put one out yet, but, um, it should be coming out, like, in a couple weeks or something, and I think it's, like, really cool because on their latest, um, playlist, they did have Drag Me Down, so, um, yeah, it's cool because I think that, um, I love getting new music from people, and I think I can only really trust, um, I mean, not only trust, but I, like, trust people who, like, aren't pretentious and like, um, pop music, too, because then you just don't disregard that, so I think I really trust them because they like pop music, but they also have, like, so many other um genres of music that they like so i think they're really cool and they we were talking to them i was talking to them via dm and they were just like really cool and funny and i was like showing caitlin their messages and they like just like get our humor and like they're really cool they're uh, yeah they like seem like us which was really cool yeah Um, and they were so sweet on twitter like saying such nice things so shout out to you guys that made us very happy yeah definitely Uh check them out because they have like such cool playlists and stuff Mm mm-hmm Um, And then our question of the week this week is, what was your favorite part of the On the Road Again Boston concert, whether you were there in person or followed it online or anything else? um, Let us know. Tweet us, and we'll get back to um, feedback next episode. And also just general feedbacks and suggestions for the show. Anything, your opinions on what we talked about, the Liam article, um, the new single that might be coming out, the music video, and, of course, the concert. And any concert that you've been to as well. Um, write yeah. us in and also news that you want us to talk about or anything else you can think of one direction related um yep. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to episode 13 of talk direction you can follow our twitter at talk underscore direction email us at talk at gmail.com 
Um, visit our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com, and follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond on Twitter, and Kara is with the C. And then you can also rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes, um, Talk Direction, and then also on SoundCloud as well. Just search Talk Direction. So if you don't have iTunes, you can reach us that way too. And if you um, subscribe, then you will get that new episode every week as soon as it comes out rather than having to wait. Um, so I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 14. Bye.